welcome to the last American Pupcast. I am here with my three less attractive guests, uh, <laughs> co-hosts, PJ of Wartime Propaganda. How's it going? Frank of Let's Be Frank. What's up, everyone? And because we couldn't make him stay away, Tom from America Floats. Couldn't keep me away. <laughs> couldn't pay me to stay away. But if you want, you can make it off. I tried. I really did. <laughs> Yeah, she, uh-huh. she tried to just come in and uh, boot Tom right out of it, and he's back. He's back. Ab- yeah. Abby has gone back to being a guest on the last American Pubcast, but we let her do the intro anyway. <laughs> and we appreciate all your work. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this comment here from B-Dog real quick. It says, Abby into beards. <laughs> <laughs> We're like a barbershop quartet. Yeah, you would really uh, had finished uh, making the whole appearance with the uh, hipster glasses you had on this uh, <laughs> evening when you came in. <laughs> my my blue oh light blocking goodness. glasses. I just care about my eyes, Frank. I don't want to be blind like you when oh, I go. Who is that really smart looking person? In the That's top what I said. Corner? Now he looks until now. Now he's dumb. Yep. I know. Already coming in with the first super chat, Mister <laughs> Holes. You have have planet evidence, and they got caught. <laughs> Balls in holes. Balls and holes. Well, thank you for buying us around. Getting us started this uh, evening. Hey, it's great to have everybody back. It's great to have Tom back. You know, we were really missing something from the lineup without Tom here, but it's great to have Tom back. And we get him right back from climbing the wall in Mexico to get back over here in time for the stream and to time and talk about Biden's worst speech that he could have ever done. I think this, uh, this is going to really play backfire on the Democrat Party, on the Biden. Uh, they thought some, someone thought this was a good idea. I heard it was Jill, you know, the first lady signed off on this speech for him to give. And before we dive into that speech, I think we have a video queued up to show you how amazing and uh, and uniting it actually was. <laughs> Yeah, super uniting speech. We got some clips from his video uh, with the backdrop of some of his peace-loving, democracy-loving supporters. So check this out, guys. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. And now, America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism, or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. And may God protect our nation. And may God protect all those who stand watch over our democracy. Yeah, unifying speech from uh, the president of the free world there. 
Um, I don't know about you guys. I was watching that right before on, it was Thursday and I was watching that. I think Tom was live at the time that the speech was going on and, uh, was, you were covering that live, right, Tom? Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. So I was watching it and, uh, it's a safe answer, I, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was watching it and I remember, um, I had good. this whole show written out for that night of stuff I was going to talk about. And, uh, as soon as the speech got done, Abby and, uh, my friend Rob messaged me and they're like, we got to come on your show. We got to talk about this. I just changed the whole thing at last minute. It was just such a, a crazy speech. What did you guys think of it? I am still having a really hard time connecting to the reality of it. I feel like I watched the Hunger Games or something and just making sense of it in the real world, not getting there yet. Yeah, no, it, it really did give off vibes of even V for Vendetta, if you guys have ever watched that movie. But it's predictive programming. This is what... Uh, I think what he hoped to accomplish was to the the continuation of dehumanizing the the right, the Republican Party, or anybody that is right of their current policy, uh, which is could be anything from mutilating kids to, of course, uh, you know, uh, overhauling our whole federal elections and election process. So anybody that's against any of those types of things is far right or is a fascist, Nazi, a, a not a lover of democracy. And by the way, democracy is the danger to this country. Democracy is the danger to our constitutional republic. It, it is the danger, and Karine Jean-Pierre highlighted this because what she said, and this is, you know, you, you pointed this out earlier, Frank, it wasn't just Biden, uh, dementia-ridden Biden going out there and saying some stuff that didn't mean it was uh, an accident or something. This was planned. It's been on his Twitter for the last few days. It's been in Karine Jean-Pierre's notes, and she said that anyone who is not in the majority is an extremist. So that's exactly what they're talking about. They're talking about pure democracy, that they think that they have the numbers, the 51% to... Uh, break the backs of the 49% of this country. And that's that's the message that they're putting forward. I wondered, I left for a couple of weeks and I came back. I'm like, what the hell country are we in now? What happened in the last two weeks that I wasn't really paying attention to that now we're getting the, you know, Vader speech? Because that's kind of what it seemed like the Imperial uh, March was about to happen. I don't know if you guys saw the Jennifer Rubin tweet that has since been deleted. So you'd have to see it as a, like a meme where she said, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, Biden's speech really met the moment we should now expect mass arrests. And so then she had to quickly delete it because they were like, oh, don't tell them that. Don't, that. Let that be a surprise. But I'm just I'm wondering what the next step is, because that was all the rhetoric aimed towards. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I Abby, think, you were going to say something. I do think that that tweet was was fake, but it's telling how in line it is with everything else she said, that it is so, so believable. I think Ted Cruz even fake. tweeted it. Yeah, Ted Cruz tweeted it out, and then he deleted the quote tweet. Um, I oh, think when he realized, but believable but she from her did though. similar things. It, you know, it really is believable that she would have said it, and it's a feature of Marxism that people have to be put in gulags to make communism work. It's it's a feature, not a bug. See yeah, what I guess we're taking a couple of weeks off. I don't know anything fake from real. Yeah, it's I was hard. trying to find that tweet because I I sent that to Abby the other day. It was uh, she sent me that tweet and. Uh, I sent her one that what's her face had posted before mm-hmm. that uh, just shows it's, it's not real. it's not out of it's not out of character of what she would say or has said in the past. Right. Yeah. This is something that we I think we've talked about now for the last few weeks here on the Pupcast, and I know I've done it individually on my own videos I've talked about as well, is that this is the progression they want. They want a violent reaction from the right. They want something one of the right uh, somebody on the right or they can claim that's on the right. Uh, whether it's a FBI Fed or not, they want that justification to go after their political opponents even harder. And I even said in our, our private chat, our Telegram chat, 
that this is the steps they want to start taking so they could possibly, I don't know, shut down the midterm election so they can continue to remain in power was a hypothesis that I've had for a long time now. And I was trying to figure out when I remember when I first said that was back in early 2021, but I thought more so it was going to be a virus versus what we are currently seeing right now. Yeah, it, when I started Wartime Propaganda, the very first thing I opened my first episode of that show with, besides making fun of land acknowledgments, was asking, uh, I had Stephen Ignoramus on that episode, and I asked him the question, I said, do you think that they're going to try to suspend the midterms? And I've brought this uh, point up a lot of times. I played, I think we played on this show a few weeks ago, or, or on my show a few weeks ago, the uh, all the news stations after Trump was raided saying, look, the violent right is uh, on, on Reddit, and they're on these places, and they're saying these things. They were all saying the exact same script trying to get you to believe that because of the Mar-a-Lago raid that there was, you know, like setting the stage, predictive programming for what was going to come. And now they put a powder keg in the middle of the country. They have Joe Biden going out there with these dark, deep, blood red lights saying absolutely fascist things. It just it seems like I'm being proven right. At, at least that's the direction it seems that we're going, because right now it would take almost nothing to set to set this off. And, you know, the speech was a a blunder for him because the the walkbacks that we've already seen in the last couple of days by Biden and even the network television places like CNN, where they tried to tone down the lighting uh, from the speech, because if you watch the actual speech itself, it was dark red, uh, very dark red tints. The Marines were pretty much all blacked out with the exception of the uniform and the gloves. And mm. it was just very dark speech in a dark setting. And the I know CNN, for example, try to lighten it up to where it was almost like pinkish in the background. And then Biden was asked by, I believe it was Peter Ducey or somebody at one of the press conferences that he, if, you know, he was serious about going after Trump supporters and stuff like that. And he tried to walk it back saying, no, 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 I, I didn't mean all Trump supporters or anything like that. Cause they, I think they're getting that feedback of this was a blunder. This was a huge mistake because of anything, I believe this is a more uniting on the right side than they thought it would be. I saw multiple tweets, either comments on my posts from that night or blue check marks, people saying, I'm not a Republican, but this is not okay. This is scary stuff. So I think it really, if not red pilling, at least purple pilling a bunch of people. I think I think you're right. And I've been talking about this, too, as well, as far as like there's this no man's land in the middle of the country right now where you really are on one side or the other. There's no, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's like World War One. If you're out in no man's land, you're just going to get killed. And I think the only unifying part of Biden's speech was the fact that people saw that very clearly. They're like, oh, I'm not in that 51 percent uh, that they believe they have uh, of the Democratic uh, liberal world order agenda, the World Economic Forum agenda. So they're starting to realize they are going to come after me as well. That speech would only make sense if you had 95% of the country with you and there was 1% of the country that was being, you know, a domestic terror group and the other 4% was like their family members and friends who were just trying to stay neutral. That would make sense. If you were saying, hey, we have a nickel of this dollar that needs to be cut out and taxed, that would almost make sense for the speech he was trying to give, not for what mm -hmm. he's got, which I think is almost the inverse. Well, I think... I think he was going for a Churchill moment here, and I think we got uh, Mustache Man instead. Well, he thinks Churchill was a president, so. <laughs> but even Hitler, like even Hitler, the Jews were a significantly smaller percentage of the population than the 49% that voted for Trump. Guys, well, playing at home, if you guys are checking your bingo cards, Abby just did the even Hitler. 
or Butt Hitler? <laughs> you guys, if you had either, that one counts. Go ahead. Yeah, if you guys, if you guys get by us enough rounds, she'll start telling us about how Hitler was uh, misunderstood <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how he really knew a lot about art. Um, he actually didn't care for the Jews one way or the other, but he was he a was man a, of the people, and the people hated the Jews. Yeah, he was yeah. an Austin uh, scholar for why here. Oh my Good lord! See what you've done, Abby. That's, so that's what I, CNN said. <laughs> austere religious scholar. Uh, yeah. I want. I wanted to say. I think even when we're we're being honest, when we say violence is probably coming, like we're we're so close to something sparking it off, we don't want it. Right. And we're certainly not going to be the ones to start it. Um, but there's very very likely some really mentally unstable people out there that the FBI is coaxing and grooming. Uh, that could happen if the, if the FBI can buy a Daniel's defense rifle for an 18-year-old uh, Wendy's worker oh my God. Uh, to, to push gun control, what are they going to do to cause something like this? Right. And this is, you know, we got to be even more, you know, I saw a bunch of memes talking about the FBI saying, yeah, hey, uh, memes with the FBI picture, you know, hey, I think we need to do something or something like that type. And I right. was like, oh, yeah, they're out there. <laughs> they're out there on social media trying to get gin up somebody uh, that they think they can uh, groom to go and commit a horrific act. I want to entrap the FBI, have them give me a nice gun, and then just not do whatever they think I'm going to do. I'll be acting all spooky, like, ooh, you know what, I really hate libraries lately, and then they'll just message me on whatever. Yeah. I take a gun, and then just, thanks for the gun. Wait for the next buyback. It would, it would the the really problem is you haven't put a manifesto on 8chan yet. So. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> to catch a predator FBI edition. To catch an FBI, yeah. Yeah, Tom, Tom was uh, pretty upset before Tom got uh, booted off uh, Twitter along with me. Uh, he was pretty upset that he found out he was not on no fly list. He was pretty upset by that. Yeah, yeah. I had a background check done, two of them. And what do you know? Uh, nothing. Nothing Wait. at all. I'm insulted. We can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Tom. No. Don't worry, Tom. So, go ahead and log off. <laughs> so talking about the, the extreme mega uh, uh, agenda and the manifesto, I found uh, – Frankie Rodriguez, someone we're going to have on the show at some point, actually posted uh, her manifesto. And it says the extreme mega agenda is one, keep churches open two, protect constitutional rights, three, medical freedom for secure elections, five, energy independence, then secure border, tough on crime, protect babies, stop the sexualization of children, school choice and freedom of speech. I don't know. I mean, now that I'm reading it, I'm pretty freaked out by these uh, MAGA Republicans. It is extreme. It's extremely different than what the left wants. That's it it know, is true. But the uh, Biden regime's been really good at uh, giving us great names. Uh, he called us MAGA Force as well. Uh, that's brilliant. I kind of like that one. <laughs> we could be like the MAGA Force. You know, all four of us, we do like a little Power Ranger uh, hand thing. And We've been evolving, though. <laughs> Have you noticed how quickly we've been evolving from... Uh, the MAGA crowd to the ultra MAGA to, to nuclear MAGA and now MAGA force. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Just wait yeah, like 25 to, to oh, go ahead. I, I said, I wanted to say about that as, as funny as it is when everyone on Twitter changes their names to the new thing that Biden called us, <laughs> it does concern me how quickly we adopt the identity that they give us. Mm. You know, I actually said this earlier because me and Abby have been talking about NPCs and the problem with NPCs. And I said, you know, the left has NPCs that are willing to go out there and say two plus two equals five. But the problem with the Republican NPCs is they don't even understand what the talking points are. So what they end up doing is they see mainstream media and they go, this is what the left says Republicans are. And I hate the left. So now I'm that thing. Yep. It's a real problem. I think our NPCs are worse than theirs for that reason, because they don't they're not even on the page with people who are actually yeah. 
like thoughtfully conservative and actually understand what we're fighting for and how we need to, to fight that. They're, they're just like, like oh, the you left said racist? this is what we're supposed to be. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. They're like, you hate racists. I'm going to racist even harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that exactly. But you know, I, there was a meme out there that was, uh, that the left came up with dark Brandon, right? They truly <laughs> thought that was a great idea for him to be dark Brandon right? in that moment when he did that speech. I think it's yeah. hilarious that they congratulated themselves so much about the meme, and they're like, "Let's do it, you guys! <laughs> Let's beat Dark." They Brandon. were only missing the Nazi eagle. Yeah, they just, they they went one step short. I think we just saw the creation of the space force, right? And in the next ten years, maybe we can see a MAGA force. It could basically be like a Peace Corps, but just here at home, people could travel around and see Baltimore's all over the country, and then try to fix them up. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of coward houses. Like yeah, yeah, he could be uh, one of the uh, leading uh, sergeants out there on the battlefield. We can have like a bunch of Scott Presslers become officers of it, and we'll just send them out and become militant about making sure that people know and instill pick some up, nationalism. Pick up trash. Pick up trash. <laughs> yeah, there was a video I saw. Uh, New York City. New York City's an absolute garbage crap hole, and doesn't surprise me of how what New York City looks like. But this is a uh, video of New York City. Let me put it up on the screen for you guys so you guys can see. Let me just hide that chat there. So guys yeah thing can't oh ah i was ah, going to share it never we'll mind. get it we'll get it eventually yeah i'm just so all right so here this is i don't know what street this is at on uh new york but here you go that's not real new york is that, city is that, greatest is art world everyone wants to be here i'm so glad to be here everything is so beautiful you, you i recognize that that's uh that's monrovia street in the only paved road in all of liberia i've been there <laughs> Yeah, that's what it looks like. No, I'm not kidding. I've been saying this no. for a while. There are parts of our cities that in the last two to three years look like third world countries. And Abby can probably testify to this as yeah. well. If you've spent time in third world countries and you find yourself walking around a corner in Detroit or Toledo or New York or L.A. or San Francisco. Toledo. Toledo no, I'm not joking. I went walked to I, Toledo's not as bad as some of these cities, but I turned a corner in Toledo a few months ago and I felt like I was in Haiti again. It was so strange. I've been on streets in third world countries in both South America and Africa that look significantly better than that street. Right. Yeah. You guys are starting to sound like some libs. Not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Careful with that. Well, she does have lib in her name, so. Yeah. She's not I, wearing I the Fed blame. hat today. But. Oh, our I cities are not nice enough. We husband. should pour money in. Pump the brakes. Uh, no. That is not what I'm saying. But yeah, We're not I, saying I, to pour money in. <laughs> The pro well, I mean, just look at the schools. It's the same way. Like the Detroit schools have the most money poured into them of any schools in the country, and they're the worst ones. Shut you up, really? The, the they have the most money. Just, sorry, what? They have the most money poured into them of any in Michigan. They have the uh, most. Michigan, of any, okay. Yeah, per student, it's like not even close. Um, I don't know about the whole country, but they're up there as far as the rest of the country. So in Michigan, Detroit schools have per student like double, triple, whatever other. Uh, good school or decent school. I shouldn't say there's any good public schools anymore. But yeah. You if, you, if you get out of, uh, if you get out of Detroit schools without being shot or catching asbestos, you, you know, that's a win. Get a medal and a cookie. <laughs> yeah. It's almost um, like the government is bad at stuff. It's, it's almost like that. <laughs> no, I, I heard they're really great at doing government things. You guys want to know the worst class to take in the metro area or just like the east side of Detroit or east side of Michigan would be the swimming class in Flint <laughs> for just a number of reasons. Yep. 
<laughs> hey, you'd be the best one there, though. I'd be like be. class valedictorian. They'd be like vanilla gorilla in the pool, cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Somebody pull up an article or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've got some talking about our, our crappy uh, cities and states. Uh, one city or one state has gotten so bad that even the governor of that state's uh, in-laws have left it because uh, Gavin Newsom's in-laws actually fled to Florida during the California COVID lockdowns, and now they're actually donating to Ron DeSantis' re-election bid. So Are I they think really? it's it's so great because I think in some sense that uh, all of these like um, billboards and commercials that Gavin Newsom's been spending money on in Florida for some reason is just him trying to like hoping that his in-laws see this. And he's like, my state's not that bad. Come on. <laughs> That's Your daughter great. still loves me. That's great because he. Yeah, you mentioned all the uh, all the commercials he's been playing here in Florida, and you know it's hilarious because his in laws are actively working against him now. They're like, "Oh yeah, he's definitely horrible." <laughs> that must be an awkward family dinner when they get together, or if they're ever invited to the French Laundry. I was gonna say, I don't think he invites them to the French Laundry, so they don't have dinner together. I have think it goes seen- to show, like these family, these family matters. They cut through all lines. You know, if you have a, an in-law problem in the lowest levels of, of the world and status, you're gonna still see him at the highest level. They're probably just doing this to be petty. It was probably like a bar bet that he didn't pay off. So they're like, you know what? We're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to Florida, and we're gonna give money to DeSantis. It's all just probably that. You know, <laughs> as you much know, it as is- as much as I don't like Gavin Newsom, I thought I had bad in-laws, you know, and it's like I'm reading this going, okay. Uh, no, I have great in-laws, for the record. <laughs> I'm probably the one that loves the in-laws most. I have no comment about my in-laws. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. You're great. Don't. You're wonderful. Oh, you're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was I was going to say, it's interesting. For, for many, many years now, conservatives have been being quieter and quieter and you know in order to keep our jobs in order to keep our acceptance in society women quieter and quieter so a lot of people don't even know that their family members are conservative or their or their neighbors are conservative and i think that it would be so much like that that silence was necessary for what biden is doing now he couldn't he couldn't dehumanize half the nation if half the nation hadn't first been quiet this law i think we're moving into a, a moment of like two minutes hate though where if you don't publicly and we've seen this for a while it went from acceptance or tolerance acceptance and now it's praise you have to praise the leftist agenda in every single mm-hmm. way so i think at some point if you're not posting about uh, your your trans four-year-old people people kind of know people Abby, know. <laughs> if you're saying that being conservative means being quiet then i wish you'd be more conservative <laughs> <laughs> I can. I'll drink to that. That was that was the best uh, zinger of the night. Now she's going to be totally quiet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's the uh, running gag that we just tell Abby to be quiet. Yeah. I don't know if you guys uh, have heard, gag. but Gina Carano got nuked off of uh, Twitter. What's so, going on with that? Did she? Yeah, I'm sorry, Go ahead, Abby. Not to. Well, actually, you guys again. Um, Gina chose actually. to actually. Well, actually, Abby's new actually, actually, yeah, we got the Gina, T-shirt on its way, Abby. Gina, <laughs> Gina chose to delete her account. She said it was just too toxic, and I, I wonder if it's because this is literally why she got fired. Is that she was comparing this country and its trajectory to Nazi Germany, and then all of a sudden, on the night that Biden does all this Nazi stuff, she's like, "I'm out." It, yeah. did, did your cat get a uh, Did your cat get a YouTube account? 
<laughs> what a random question is that? Hey, by the way, everyone go hit the like button, share button, subscribe to all the different uh, things in the comments and in the descriptions of each video, no matter how you're watching, if it's on uh, YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey or somewhere in between on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Make sure you're following all the different people here that you see and help us continue to grow the channel. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know what I was thinking, Tom? You said that you missed a lot in the last two weeks while you're out of the country. And one of the things that you missed is that COVID is over, uh, according to YouTube. And we can now say that the masks didn't work, that the, the vaccine is ineffective. And one way you really, really, really know that COVID is over is when the Jehovah's Witnesses start knocking on your door again. <laughs> so now after a two and a half year suspension from door knocking, the Jehovah's Witnesses are going to be back at it. So I, I thought I was more excited for COVID to be over than I, I now am. But uh, I, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? People yeah, well, said that I, there were going to be hidden advantages to COVID. People said we're going to learn from this and we're, we're going to be positive takeaways. And I'd always been the staunch principle, no, there won't be. And I, I guess I have to take it back. I, did, I forgot about those folks. Yeah, I forgot they existed. And now I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe COVID lockdowns weren't so bad. If any of them knocks on my door, I'm going to be like, where were you two years ago? I needed you. Go away. I'm going to assume they're the IRS or the FBI and they better duck. Well, you had an IRS story, didn't you, uh, PJ? I did, but I want to say really quick about this this story is that I feel like it shows a, a lot of people. Well, the last two and a half years have really shown a lot of people's commitment because if you honestly believe that people are not the that they're not going to be a part of the 126,000 select elite that go to heaven uh, unless you go and knock on their door and you let something like the flu stop you from preaching the word. Uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, <laughs> what was the what did I miss? I like I'm, I'm like 75 percent sure the cat account is my husband, but. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, is he feeding you what to say right now? Is he like texting you? <laughs> he told me he was going to troll me. Yeah, do you mind asking him to? That way it makes sense. <laughs> Just kidding. Have fun, Carrie, the rest of the show all by yourself. Well, you guys. Know, I'm, glad, I'm glad that your husband's in chat because one of the issues we've been having with this show is that every time we ask Abby for an opinion, we have to make sure that she runs it by her husband first. And there's a, there's a real lag in what happens on this show. So that might speed up the process a bit. So if, if that's you, John, uh, let us let, let Abby know what her approved opinion is. Uh, so she can cat's saying, chime cat's, in. Saying, no, cat's being way too nice to be John anyway. Yeah. Cat says, <laughs> no, I'm just a big fan. <laughs> Well, that's definitely not your husband. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> what story were you asking me about, Frank? It was the IRS story leaking all the information. It was a human error. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I didn't pull it up, but I, I will. So I'll pull it up if, if we want to talk about something else. I'll find it and then we'll we'll bring it up in a bit. No, nope, we're just going to sit here awkwardly watching here. you looking for Abby. The story. What you got? Tell us a story. You got something nice for us, Abby? I said. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, so it's pumpkin spice season. Oh, nice. Oh, hey, same. Pumpkin spice. Look, I I don't care. Uh, pumpkin spice beer is good. So yeah, I knew you were a hipster. I know. I don't care. I don't care. Throw your slings and arrows at me, and my taste buds will be over here just enjoying a perfectly seasoned beer. Uh, I've got uh, I've got what is it? Ichabod pumpkin ale over here. What what's the one you've got? Nice. Oh, I have Kentucky Pumpkin Barrel Ale, and then I have another one called Jock Lantern for later. Yeah! Wow. Sounds She's really at least at least you one upped me on the uh, yeah, on the white girl uh, vibes <laughs> with, with would, two would, with two and not just one. 
I was so expecting you to pull out White Claw. <laughs> oh, I hate White Claw. It's just my husband that likes those gay seltzer alcohols. I heard somebody describe White Claw as someone standing on the other side of a gymnasium and shouting the flavor at you, and that's about what. Oh no! It's like sitting in a hot car while someone screams the name of a fruit next to you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I got this story. Let me see if uh, let me share this on the screen for people. So the IRS, uh, who is just doing a fantastic job, just like the FBI, has mistakenly. Disclosed private taxpayer information. Uh, on Friday, they inadvertently published private information about 120,000 taxpayers. The latest controversy for the agency increasingly in the spotlight. This comes from Politico. Well, that's not a lot. I want to know which 120,000. Right. That's not that's not 120. Yeah, I was being facetious. Sorry. Yeah, it's but not a lot. That. No, that's not a ton of records to, to lose. If a company loses like a couple... They have a huge, you know, file with their insurance company. One hundred and twenty thousand. That's not a human error. Now, but the best part about these stories is that they usually come out like I don't know if it's just like God has a sense of humor or what it is, but they always seem to come out when the left is trying to push certain narratives. So the narrative has been that Trump had declassified documents that he was allowed to have, but somehow it was a threat to national security. So the FBI goes and raids him and then posts pictures of him online. And the IRS is here to, you know, to, to do something to one up them as far as who can be the most KGB like agency in America well, today. Well, then the least- FBI, it turns out the FBI, those were just empty folders that they had. Yeah, what's going on with that? I haven't read about that whole story yet, Frank. Do you have it's that one? It's just an Instagram moment. It's just a staged photo. The yeah. FBI wasn't able to railroad Trump because the memers like shunned them. And the world laughed at the FBI and they realized they just couldn't get away with like putting a couple fake photos out to the news like they used to. If this was 2002, they would have gotten them for sure. And we'd oh, all yeah. be like, wow, walk away from this. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, we continue. I, I think it was Salty Cracker did the video about uh, something similar to this recently where he, t- or no, it was his live stream, that we've been on it so much on these people debunking their their attempts to try to gaslight Americans and stuff like that, whether it was the Uvalde shooting or the uh, Fed cat- kidnapping hoax and up until the Mar-a-Lago raid as well. And these people don't know how to react. They're, they're becoming desperate. This is the desperation that we see, at least the speech that was given just a couple days ago because they can't. Convince Americans that oh yeah these, these people are horrible and and we look at their stuff that they put out we're like oh yeah that's fake it's like they're playing it's their fine. part and we're not playing the part that they're writing for us to play along with and so they just look stupid they're like play acting through this you know play that no one else is doing they're dancing half a dance that we're not doing oh hello this is why it's so important well, to be I, on I just want to say real quick Flying awful. Eagle thank you for buying us around yeah and also to Ocean Breeze Salty she bought the one oh. before that one oh. thank you Ocean Breeze Salty. <laughs> Uh, I was saying this this is why it's so important to be on Twitter, even though it's an awful place. because this is where most of the battle is happening. This is where most of the debunking of these awful photos is happening. And we could go off into true social. And some of us don't have a choice. Obviously, Tom is banned forever. But <laughs> I've been banned forever, though, a couple times. So a just couple wait. times. I'll get, my, yeah. I'll get my link out there tonight. And then before, before the end of the night, everyone look and Abby will have my link for you. Yes. but we could go off into our echo chambers and it could be easy to talk about the things that we want to talk about, but we won't be meeting the ideas where they are and we won't be having a chance to, to fight in it. It is a cold war. And if you're not in it, you're not in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they're not going to be in it, but then they get mad. Then then they get mad when we have our own club. 
<laughs> we'll yeah. get our own club. They're like, oh, no, you're not allowed to have your own club. <laughs> We're going to invert Carlin's joke. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, because just recently, Google has declined to put Truth Social on their on their Play Store. Yeah, and before that, it was uh, was it Parler? Like this coordinated yeah, effort Parler. to take Parler off of Apple, Google, and then Amazon servers all in the same day at the exact same time. They just nuked it. Yeah. Because because again, Apple or sorry, Parler beat out Twitter on uh, the Google Play Store and the iTunes uh, Store yeah. on the they same really day. They really don't want us to have a place at all. That's the whole thing. Well, yeah, yeah it's like I said. They want it, the, the only place they want us to congregate is inside of a DC Gulag. <laughs> Which uh, Trump has really made a lot of Democrats mad and people in media. When does he make them mad? But he has uh, he has uh, promised if one once reelected, it, he would pardon those in the DC gulags with a official apology for the US government. Good. Like <laughs> this shouldn't be controversial at all. Like I know a lot of people on the right are going to be like, "Oh, I don't know." I and, don't know. And, and you know, it was okay for Kamala Harris to sit there and raise bail funds for the people that were rioting in the Summer of Love, which once they were let out of jail, went on to do other crimes like murder people. So Trump- I mean Trump needs to win 24, then we need to put together a quadrilateral commission, and then we need to investigate the FBI and the CIA and Congress and the, so- and the secret- everybody, and then we'd not just a, an apology from the government, but an actual admission of guilt. Like, we should have yeah. the FBI come down onto a knee and say, we, we knelt for BLM, we should definitely be on both knees for this, apologizing because we set this and this Kamala and this could up. be leading to effort on that as well. Yeah, I think, well, I think we should have... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think we sh- I think we should have the uh, 80-year-old cancer grandma who was locked in the gulag be the first one to slap cuffs on an FBI agent. That, that would be the apology that our country needs. If we want to see some real healing. We let, we let uh, the, the lady who was just walking around the Capitol building when she was allowed in by the Capitol Police to actually put some, put some cuffs on, uh, on the FBI. Yeah, and then afterwards, we go ahead and dismantle these three-letter agencies. Right. And put in place where they can never be created again under a different name. And I'd go even further than that. I'd make it so extreme. I'd say, get rid of the ABCs. Done. Alphabet, get rid of it. Another song, that's how you got to teach this from now on. No more three-letter anythings. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Here's another round of Flying Eagle. Thank you. So, um, another story that I found... Just just because I'm not done making fun of California. And I know, Frank, have you seen any of the, the Newsom billboards out in, out where you're I have at? Not, I have not, actually. Okay, well, that's good because uh, um, California is just a silly place. And one of the funniest things they did this week is that they, and it's not funny, but it is kind of funny, is that they uh, have said now it's, what, 2032, they're going to have all electric vehicles. They put this forward. They're going to phase out gas vehicles. And they want everyone to own an electric car. They just don't want you to be able to drive them. So this is from the Daily Wire. It says, California asked residents to avoid charging electric vehicles due to blackout risk days after unveiling new gas car ban. And, like, it's funny to me because I feel like there's still people who are, you know, buying into the climate change uh, uh, narrative. And it's it, it all comes down to one thing. It's control. As soon as they can say, you have to have this electric car, good, but you can't charge it, so good luck going anywhere. You have to eat the bugs but uh, they're going to make you sick and they're probably going to cause cancer as some studies are coming out now saying but hey now we've got another lifelong member of the pharmaceutical in- industry which we also own 
Yeah, it is wild. The other night, our Wi-Fi went out, so we were trying to watch a movie, my wife and I. That's so weird to say. My wife and I were trying to watch a movie. We are going, like, oh, it's on Hulu, right? So we go to pull it up, and our it just wouldn't load, that kind of deal. So we were connected to the thing, but the thing wasn't connected. Hmm. So it felt like the power went out. Like, it felt like when you were a kid and the school lost power because you had nothing to do, and you're just sitting around staring at each other like, oh, well, we can play. So we ended up learning how to play dominoes, which was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It was like a weird a thing. So, yeah, I can imagine if they turned off the power in, I don't know, your car, you ain't, you ain't going anywhere. And if, well, you, if you lean on transportation, public transport, that they want to put you on a, an electric bus and an electric this, and then they turn the, the power to the city off, mm-hmm. everything's done. Water, pumps, everything. Well, you know what's funny about, or funny in a, uh, not a ha-ha way, but a, oh, crap way, is that. that <laughs> in that an Atlantis Morissette kind of way, an ironic <laughs> yeah. way. The yeah. legislation that was in California with the whole gas power vehicles gone by 2035 or whatever would actually impact Virginia because of Virginia, back when they had all control, adopted to um, voted to adopt all Californian laws that pertain to climate and cars. Th- there's and so actually, now I think Governor s- Yunkin is working to try to, you know, figure out, get the legislator to, you know, you know, overturn this stupid law from state of Virginia. Yeah, they just what's... passed one where we have to pay five cents for every single plastic bag. It's really annoying. That sucks. I was going to say, I think that's what people don't understand is, you know, you can look at California and you can have a federalist mindset, like let California be California, let them do what they want. They can be the silly communist country over there on the West Coast. But what people don't realize is there's 17 states in the United States that are doing exactly what Virginia is doing. They're following California's every single step. So mm-hmm. anytime California does these crazy things, it's not just California that it's affected. Yeah, no, you're right. And not only that, the story out of Colorado, where some energy customers now didn't have access to turn their temperature down beyond 78 degrees. Colorado father over there, Colorado dad, decided to go ahead and set the uh, degrees for everybody from that electric who uh, were customers of that electric company to 78 degrees. And they weren't allowed to uh, turn it down because of the energy crisis that they're currently going in. So, you know, that's with the whole smart meters and things like that, that people... Uh, buy into with these uh, electric companies and you know here you are you know how long you know that that meme is out there that we've seen you know how long before they shut your uh, car off because you posted something negative on social media I have another they do in China, so it's not that crazy to think of. It's funny because we've got this nanny state, this kind of matriarchal society popping up all over America. And then Colorado's like, you know what? We'll be just as tyrannical, but we'll do the daddy state, the the temperature controlling, uh, can't touch a thermostat dad state. So Kind, kind of a funny, but not apply. funny. <laughs> you know that didn't apply to the elites in that in the state. Of, it, of, course of course it didn't apply to everyone. Not everyone was sweltering in 78-degree weather. You know, my wife and I, we were talking about the impact of that law in California. You know, used cars sales are going to go through the roof in California and other states have passed this law because they won't be able to sell any any more new cars. So these used cars are going to be going for a crazy expensive prices. And not only that, I was telling Sharon, my wife, I told her, I said, what's the, uh, what's the odds that California or these states decide to pass a tax that they tax you even more if you buy a gasoline powered vehicle? They, they will. They're going to implement all. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tom. No, I was just going to let you know, there is a, uh, another round or maybe two rounds purchased on rumble from no a number one to you saying Thank Trump you. has been an FBI asset for years from at least before his Atlantic City days. I have a sneaking suspicion that he still has confidence there. 
he says. Interesting. Thank you for the round. Yeah. Thank you. You said we had two rounds, right? We got to drink twice. I would think so. Yeah, it's like yeah. five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Cool. Yep, we're losing some of the audience. They're going over to go watch Trump. We knew that would happen tonight. Oh. Yep. So uh, if you guys are listening to this later, if you guys listen to this on audio, if you're watching this later on YouTube, do us a favor. Click the, the like. Share this with a friend. I think that's the best way to do this. Um, shares really help in the algorithm and uh, just word of mouth word of mouth stuff helps because I'm sure that uh, some of the subjects and things we talk about are going to continually be downgraded uh, in the algorithms on every platform. So uh, share it in a, in a private message. Tell somebody to come out uh, every Saturday night from 7 to 9. We're here. So Yeah, and as we head toward the end of the show uh, later on, as we get to the last final half hour, we're actually going to review Tim Pool's new song and Bryson Gray's new song, uh, so we'll be playing both of those tonight, and you'll get our honest reactions to it. And I, uh, I also have a special breakdown, a Tim Pool song by one of our favorite uh, contributors, Stephen Ingramus. Uh, we yeah. have a video of him talking about that for a bit. So yeah, if you are sure. going to leave and go watch Trump, you can, but come back later because you'll be missing that stuff if you don't. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, of course, you get Final Call as well. Or That's open cool. a second tab. What are you, stupid? Just open another tab. We still get the view. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Tell <laughs> them, just us. Tell Tom. <laughs> Normally people watch me on mute anyways, so it's fine. <laughs> Just to, tune me out, Abby says, as my husband always does. As we yeah, did not hear. So true. <laughs> as our selective hearing kicked Sorry, in. Sorry, Abby, what did you say? Anyways. <laughs> I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. You guys are going to be so sad. Yeah, Abby's our biggest uh, Twitter uh, supporter right now. So, yeah, yeah, so Abby, why don't you, why don't we give you, you know, as an apology, and then we'll go back to ripping on you. Give <laughs> yeah, you a chance actually, to share your sincere. We like Abby a lot. Yeah, for sure. So tell, tell us the story about <laughs> your Twitter. What happened That's uh, what originally when you were uh, kicked off, and how you had this redemptive arc? Yeah. So two months ago, I was permanently suspended. My account was sitting at fourteen point six k when I got suspended. So that was my big, like just want to get back to where I was, you know, want to stop being a shadow of what I was. And uh, I had kind of a crazy day where everything happened all at once. And my good friend, uh, Real Truth Cactus, made me this video celebrating it. So here, here we go. So <laughs> it didn't stop there. I, I crossed that redemptive point, 14.6, and just rocketed straight on through 20K. So that was Congrats amazing. to you, Abby. That's Everybody. awesome. Thank you. That is awesome. There's a, another piece of that story we'll talk about in just a moment. And we have another round bought by Waffle Salter. It says, cheers all. Congratulations on the marriage. America floats. Got my permanent ban on Twatters no. yesterday. Immediately following a previous ban reinstatement. I'll try to spread the word on locals, Gab, and Truth. Thank you. Oh, hey, cheers to all of that, man. Yeah. Cheers to all of that, Waffle Salter. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I'm... Like a badge of honor. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was going to say, I feel left out here because I'm the only one who hasn't had my Twitter account permanently deleted. Yeah, so I'm not saying week. the truth enough. So in the midst of all of that, when Abby was celebrating her uh, thing, she thought she spread the wealth a little bit and share our Twitter accounts as well. And said, that's a great idea. Let's go ahead and get these guys, you know, a few more followers. And she did. And within a day, I was almost at 2,000 follows. My account got, boom, permanently banned. And then I think it was probably about 12 hours later, Bam! Tom was gone as well. So uh, I think that happened at the same time, and I just didn't see because I've, I've been gone. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I got I started getting messages about something I posted. People thought I was going to be taken down, and somehow I'm not. So I'm <laughs> knock on wood. I'm still here somehow. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So it's, go ahead. It's Abby. awful. Like it's awful. It is. I keep saying this. It's it's a cold war that's being fought online. It's the first world war that has ever been fought online. And bannings and, and suspensions are a proxy for, for killing. Like they're a proxy for execution. This is this is what it is. And this is the first war where one side has not had a tool that can kill the other. They can kill us all day long, and there's nothing we can do about it. But yeah, it's, a, it's a media smear, and then it's also we'll just remove you from social media entirely. So if, you, if you're if you good at defending the lie, we remove you from the conversation so we can continue to lie with ease. That's what it is, though. It's, it's, a, it's a war that's being fought online. And right now, because we're censored, we're shadow banned, we're kicked off of every platform, the dehumanizing coming from the left is that much easier because they can just smear us and tell people what they want us to say. And then again, I think we have a problem with the, the NPCs that go, this is what the left wants me to say. And then they say the things that are stupid and the rest of us are kind of like, eh. And uh, that's the people they let be on these platforms. I've noticed that a big time. If you really pay attention, a lot of these NPCs are out there saying the stupidest crap you could imagine. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that are left on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, on all these places to talk because they know that they will make our points look stupid. And they and they control that narrative. And then, uh, you know, with uh, as far as what Biden's doing right now, I mean, his speech, I want, I want to bring up one more thing about his speech and his Twitter because I, th I feel like it's not just the speech like i said there's the the kareen john pierre stuff that's been going on she's been talking saying some terrible uh you know stuff like i mentioned earlier but his twitter whoever runs it and I, <laughs> rob on rob the other day was on my show and he told me to start reading these in obama's voice i don't know if tom can do a good obama impression mine's so so but uh i started reading him in obama's voice like oh yeah it does sound like obama's running biden's twitter but uh i think this is i think this is him trying to get that where, where's my screen? I was trying uh, to share it real quick. Come on, PJ. I just dropped on, it. PJ. I know. Um, I think he was trying to get his Churchill moment because if you read a tweet like this, I can't read it any other way than than like if you were look reading this in a history textbook. I'll just say that. Tell me what you would think he's saying. So he says, for a long time, we've reassured ourselves that American democracy is guaranteed, but it is not. We have to defend it, protect it, stand up for it. That's why tonight I'm asking the nation come together and unite behind the single purpose of saving our democracy. Without that's context, a, that's a no nothing statement. He's not saying anything. He's saying we're doing one thing and one thing only, and then what? Come together, guys. But what is he doing to, to do what? He doesn't say. That's that's what worries the people. Right, but I, the way that I'm reading it is, I'm reading this as in if you had no context, if you're reading this in a history book, you would read this as someone who was, uh, you know, on nine twelve, you know, like like the beginning of a war. You would be reading this as mm -hmm. in something yeah. just awful happened, and our country is literally going to war. And you're reading this tweet as in we all need to come together. We can save our democracy. It's not over. Like there's just some major attack or something, and it's just it's just like a, a random Thursday night that he gives a speech. Yeah. 
Well, I guess I just it's, meant if you if you took the to save our democracy part off, there mm -hmm. needs to actually be a thing there. Like it has mm. to say yeah. to defeat the blank, to mm -hmm. enslave yeah. the blank, to conquer the blank. Instead, he just says to save democracy. So they can fill in that blank later was my point. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're, made being yeah. they're made intentionally 100%. vague so that people will go, hey, those moving words really sounded like a 912 moment. I'm going to like what he just said. And then they'll fill in the blank later. And they're like, wait, are we on board for putting Jews where? Because that's what a lot of Germans right. found themselves going. I thought they're already marching. They're already Sig Highland. And now they're like, wait a second. We didn't know it was all that. And what are they going to do now? Step out of line? Not this the party that we have. Yeah, no, I think you're right. They, they made it intentionally vague. I'm just thinking like uh, this sounds like if you had like any other context in history, if you put it there, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this speech totally makes sense. And and I think you're right. They're trying to make it vague so they can fill in the blanks later. So, hey, Real Truth Cactus. You, well, you by the way, I just want to say your video. Yeah, your video with Real Truth Cactus, I just want to point out she's been really awesome about making uh, memes and stuff for us. That one last week, the Mike, or was it last week, two weeks ago, the Michael Scott? Uh, yeah, it was yeah, last week. That and the Oily Cat one, those were pretty great. So thank you, Real Truth Cactus. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So talk is cheap, this is war, says somebody. Yeah, don't be fed posting in there. It is, it is really war rhetoric. The, what's coming out of the White House is very much. Here is the enemy. We need to unite behind defeating this enemy type war rhetoric. Mm -hmm. And you just have to wonder what's coming. Like, are they going to arrest Trump? Like, what are they doing? Yeah, we talked about, we, we explored that avenue last week where we, where we hypothesized that this is that next step. They have to do this. Even though the DOJ came out and said they weren't going to be doing anything with the Trump thing until after the midterms, I think that is still a lie. I still think they want that moment of them arresting Trump. They want it. That's how bad they want it. Their base is not going to let them not arrest Trump. I think that's the thing they have to do so that there will be some kind of, even a fake, riot or some kind of response. And then the, when they steal midterms, they go, wow, look at this. Because of the arrest of Trump, and the actions of these even few Republicans, you know, doing another January 6th, the 2.0, they lost the midterms. That's going to be their justification for the phony numbers they show you in November. They had two they had two routes to go with 60 days till the midterms. They had two routes where they could have taken, which is one we're the the bigger, better people. We're going to be the, the bright and hopeful future people. And you really should vote for us because we have a plan for this country. And they knew that wouldn't sell because. Let's face it, this has been a train wreck of a presidency for 18 months. We've had record inflation. We've had every problem you could think of, food shortages, gas shortages. Everything's been awful. And everybody knows it. His, his approval ratings are in the toilet. So he went with the mm -hmm. other option, which was let's demonize the other side. And it feels like, it, it, exactly like Tom was saying, it feels like the only option they have left is to increase the rhetoric because we're 60 days out from an election. And without them doing something to, to cause the other side to actually be, uh, you know, like a, a video clip, a, a, a news article, something where they can be like, look, the right is actually awful and terrible and violent and we're the good guys. Then all the rhetoric Biden just put out doesn't sell. So That's you guys are, are thinking that either midterms are not going to happen or they're going to just be stolen. I think they'll find a way to crack down, if, even if it's just like we can't have the, there's too much violence going on. Sorry. Thank you, Waffle Salter, for the round. I mean, you, you've seen the uh, what is it? The Patriot parade or whatever they're calling themselves now. The 
the the weird the FBI Patriot. Patriot front. They've done the, right. the a few times. They've gotten out and had these mm-hmm. little phony weird setups. Uh, what do you want to bet? It's just so that we can have name recognition and we know the mm-hmm. that we know the face, we know the name. We're going to say, oh, them again. We're going to call it a false yeah. flag, but it won't matter. They'll have an event. They'll have a, a known mm-hmm. named thing. It'll be like the the Proud Boys will be there. The Oath Keepers were there on January 6th. Now they have their new group, and now they're going to have that group do something after they try to yeah. charge. If they, uh, This is all under the pretense that you guys said, if they charge Trump, what? Right, I think right. then they try to set something off so that it's on us no matter what. Well, I went a um, – I sat there. I covered a story recently about ranked choice voting in Alaska, and I know I brought this up I think last week as well, but – the results finally came in and Sarah Palin lost to a Democrat in Alaska for the very first time. A Democrats actually won the seat in over 50 years because of ranked choice voting. And of mm-hmm. course the mail uh, mail out ballots that they were allowed to count for a month after the, the um, election was uh, finished uh, and Republican legislator in, in that state voted for this. They voted for this right. in the state of Alaska, ranked choice, ranked choice voting. It's, to ensure that these crappy rhinos stay in office or and or gives Democrats an opportunity to win in a area they would never otherwise be able to win in. Yeah, when we talked about that originally, I, I kind of played devil's advocate. So I wanted to clarify, I wasn't saying I actually agree with or want ranked choice voting. I was saying like the the way that I could see some Republicans accepting it, maybe that was the, the thought of the Republican governor or whatever in, in Alaska was that they're looking at libertarians who would be, you know, vote libertarian party, but that party's never going to win. And then mm-hmm. they might put a Republican party as a second choice. Yeah. Um, but it seems to me that's not the case. If Alaska's electing Democrats now of all times, it seems like this ranked choice voting is exactly what the Democrats want. <laughs> and Sarah PJ, I was reading, I was reading the comments on the subreddit for this podcast. And it sounds like a lot of the viewers were thinking that you thought that. So I'm glad that you, clarify that because there was a lot of buzz about they were like does pj honestly believe that and i didn't know what to tell him so i just didn't say it yeah pj is so canceled yeah i want to push back just a little bit i i I agree with you the ranked choice voting is a terrible idea but alaska is i think similar to maine in that it it has a lot of conservative aspects but there's there's a lot of liberal aspects about it as well and it doesn't particularly surprise me that it went went blue because they really like their welfare and there's a lot of identity politics in alaska yeah, I don't know all of the obviously dynamics of the uh, the demographics of Alaska and how it breaks down. Don't, not living there, you're not sure about it. But based off of Sarah Palin being able to win consecutive governorships there mm-hmm. in the state of Alaska, you would have thought that winning a House seat would be, you know, not easy, yeah. but would it be lost to a Democrat? I think the easy the easy one is just to look at the mail. If the mail in Alaska is huge, and I think the USPS system in Alaska is mm-hmm. pretty big because yeah. of the state, then it's not a big surprise that they could take an election over and be a, oh, wow, what yeah. do you know? We won and by a good margin. Well, yeah, you run the mail and the mail union loves the Democrats. Well, yeah, yeah Abby brought this up earlier about, you know, I was going to say this as far as like the least, uh, you know, the the, the least um, aggressive way that they could, uh, sh- you know, change the elections if they got uh, a violent response from the right come November is to just say, hey, look at all this political violence. We can't have people on the left and the right in the same place right now. We can't trust mm-hmm. these mega Republicans at these polling offices. These polling offices are are now a threat. And the FBI is coming out and saying that there's a threats on, or no, I'm not trying to say polling, the, the election, whatever. The, the precincts the are being places, targeted. We can't have them. Yeah, the precincts are targeted. So now we have to go back to the 2020 mail-in only 
system. Mm-hmm. Or, or yep. worse, I guess, because it would be mail-in only, not that, both. And then f- maybe even going a step further, when the votes are being counted, well, we can't have anybody that is registered Republican uh, part of the counting process or right. overviewing that thing because they are a domestic terrorist threat to democracy. So that we cannot lock anybody in. We would see images like we did of Detroit, uh, you know, when they were putting up the, the uh, board boards. so people couldn't look at what was going on in there. And you would have the after you, know, you wouldn't even need to hide it after our voting like they did in Atlanta. You could just do it because nobody would be allowed in if you were Republican or not. You guys are being generous. I think they're going to have Google AI tell you what they think you will vote. And they'll tell you, we have a, a better, more accurate system for how you're going to mm-hmm. vote than you will in the moment. Well, I think Basebot <laughs> would vote Trump. <laughs> you were gonna, we're so losing this stream. This is being taken down. Yeah, no, but like legitimately though, I don't, I, I, what I was saying earlier wasn't even what I think. I was just saying like the most like calm version of that uh, would be them pretty just liberal. Saying, PJ, not gonna lie, sounding pretty liberal. <laughs> I, I do think Walking one of the reasons. Back. No, I was actually just agreeing that I think it's actually I, I think, gonna be worse. But I think he's getting kind of flustered because he's taking off his jacket. Yeah. It's true. It's it getting hot in there, PJ. I let Colorado Dad control my thermostat. Okay, he's like seventy-eight <laughs> or bust. Not to sound Don't like a fed or anything, but I do wonder if the only reason we haven't seen the powder cake go off yet is that so many Republicans have been hopeful for midterms and like, well, let's but, just hold on. It'll everything will be okay. It's and, awful and, right now. But. And that is the I think that is such a a nice thing that Republicans do instead of reacting violently. If as, as Abby mentioned, probably a couple of pub screams ago, if uh, it was a violent uh, insurrection on January 6th. We would have seen a violent insurrection on January 6th mm-hmm. from the party that has all the guns, right? Or a lot of guns. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're for us to un- be able to be hopeful for elections still, even after what we saw take place on 2020, I think it speaks a lot about the character of conservatives of saying that we still want this system to work and we don't want to have to be like the left and take to the streets and burn things down because we are not the party that tears things down. We're the party that builds things. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Joel Berry from the, uh, from the, from the Babylon B tweeted the other day. I'm actually amazed how civil patient and nonviolent conservatives have been in light of how they've been treated over the last 10 years. And I think we're all kind of looking and going, I'm kind of yeah. shocked that there isn't more crazy, you know, like uh, inflamed crazies out there that are doing something because I, Go ahead, oh, Tom. sorry. I was going to say, I described it earlier as there being a, uh, not on, on this, but somebody else that I was talking to. I, I talked to one other person in my whole life. So I was talking. Not to allowed. Person. Not allowed. And uh, okay, I'll let her know. Gets me All out right. of yeah. that again. Um, no, I was just explaining. I'm like, I, I think we're in kind of like an awkward and unbalanced like game of chicken where they get to do everything they want just to mm-hmm. an elicit a response. And we mm-hmm. have to hold back. And if we become even just a little bit unrestrained, then they get to be justified in everything that they've said about us up until that point. And so we have to almost hold back to prove them wrong with all of their just continued action. And then we don't have a response. If you think about it, this is what has been happening with how America has handled starting wars or getting into wars for decades and decades and decades throughout our history is, is creating a situation where you kind of, you're not, it's that chicken game, but then you're completely justified. Like, you know, it's like kettle. I, like you're going to antagonize you gonna... a group until they lash out because they have no other option. Yeah. 
I thought you were going to say the CIA creates false flags, and then we get it. Well, I mean, I was trying to decide what we're saying. I was going to go on this (laughs) podcast, but but things like things like Pearl Harbor, where we know we know that they knew that it was coming, and they didn't do anything about it. Like the FOIA requests show, it's it's not it's not even debatable at this point. It's just a fact. We knew it was going to happen. We didn't do anything about it because we wanted to get into the war. I, I would say the, the craziest one in hist- in American history is actually World War One. I. I can't remember the name of the ship, but the Germans Lusitania. sunk a... Lusitania. Lusitania, yeah, yeah. Lusitania. So, Lusitania. The Germans sunk the ship, and for 70 or 80 years in textbooks, it would say this was a civilian ship. Yep. Except our <laughs> government knew when it was sunk that they were illegally shipping arms to Great Britain at the time. Yep. When they said we were going to stay out of the war, that we weren't going to provide aid to Great Britain. So Germany had every reason to sink this ship because it was a ship of war. And then we mm-hmm. got involved and lied to the American people for like 70 or 80 years about it. And I think there's still textbooks today that say it was a civilian liner. So mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember learning that in school. That was a, yep. uh, a civilian ship. Well, I'm yep. with PJ. We should burn the books. <laughs> you know, there's a certain amount of book burning. I'm actually okay with in this country. Uh, Gender queer being one of them. We, so. Yeah. We can just go with the uh, nudie yeah. mags and throw those in there too. Yeah, yeah I, I'll, a, I'll make I sure a, those get burnt. You just hand all those over. I'll make sure. <laughs> yeah, Tom will make sure they get taken care of. I had a I had a child's author on my show this week, and she's like, legitimately like worried about losing her career over publishing a children's book against masks. So she doesn't really she's used a pen name and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what's crazy is this week Time Magazine featured uh, Maya uh, Kababy or whatever Kababy whatever her name is his they them's name is. Uh, who literally put out Gender Queer, which is a children's book with graphic porn in it. And I, when I say that, I'm not, it, it's a picture book with graphic sex scenes in it. Uh, and that's accepted by our society today. So it's pretty crazy where we're at as far as, as far as those things go. So I'm okay with some book burning going on. Yeah, so. Ting Ting said it had about 70 tons of ammo on it. Yeah. That's why it exploded the way it did. Right. Not bad. Not bad. Germany, not bad. No, they know how to pick them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you did know, Abby leave? She went to go watch Trump. Yeah. Yep. She's, she's like, like, I'm done. I'm done with you guys. <laughs> but hey, at least she's leaving it play on the other tab. So you know. Yeah. We thank her for that. Uh, so I trigger warning really quick. Um, I got a story that might might offend people, uh, and that is that. Uh, hold on, I keep hitting the wrong button when I'm trying to share my screen. Uh, that's there's a new study that comes out that came out that shows that uh, trigger warnings actually cause people to be triggered. And I thought this was funny because like if you think about this, you know Disney, um, whoever else, they, they're putting these trigger warnings and things like Peter Pan. And you watch Peter Pan now with a different uh, set of eyes because now when you watch Peter Pan on Disney Plus, it says racist racial stereotypes and this and that and the other. And uh, I don't know, it's like an I spy, right? You're watching and you're like, okay, come on, where is it? Show me, show me, and then you don't see it. Right, like when you grew up watching Peter Pan, you didn't watch and go, oh man, that's that's racist. And now they're like just causing people to see things that they didn't see before, like shoving in front of your face. Like, hey, by the way, be triggered. I feel like that's what these warnings have always been. I just find it funny that they're finally admitting it. The, the, the rest is kind of new. This. Find the offense. Be offended. Yeah. Find it somewhere. Go. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm offended at the big obvious thing that you just said I would be. Or maybe it's more subtle. They'll make it up. I'm surprised they haven't truly put all of those uh, Disney movies into vaults and just not let them be re-released anymore because they all would trigger somebody at this point today. They all have to be 
queer, trans, and gender fluid to be at a Disney uh, show from here on out. Or worship the devil, work. which was a story that I covered this week. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say, Frank. I was gonna say, like they 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 do these trigger warnings. I think Tom was one hundred percent right. They they put them there so that way something that was not offensive that we're now told is supposed to be offensive. The NPCs on the left will go, oh. I was told this was offensive and I want to be compliant. So now I'm going to find this offense and I'm going to now be offended by a new thing that never bothered me before. And uh, that's, you know, that's the issue. They take down things, but uh, Disney's got this thing you were just talking about. This is okay. Yeah. So this is okay. Disney's to air six satanic cartoon, little demon. The plot features a demonic pagan rituals and a single mom knocked up by Satan. Last week, Disney continued down its path of destruction, releasing a new cartoon entitled Little Demon, and it's just as bad as it sounds. The Walt Disney Company, which now owns FXX Network, after acquiring 20th Century Fox, Disney has announced that the new FX new animation horror comedy series called Little Demon will begin streaming on Disney Plus in Australia and New Zealand on Wednesday, September 21st. The series currently debuts new episodes on Thursdays on FX and the streams the next day on Hulu. The show is also expected to arrive in Dis- on Disney Plus in other countries, according to Disney Plus um, whatever. The cartoon takes place 13 years after an unmarried pagan woman is impregnated by Satan, who is voiced by Danny DeVito, and follows her Accurate. and her daughter, literally the spawn of Satan, referred to as the Antichrist through <clears throat> everyday life. As the series do. features Wait. demonic witchcraft, pagan rituals, uh, gratuitous blood, gore, nudity, and judging by the trailer, which we're not going to watch, can easily be considered pornographic by definition. So th- this is this is a show that's literally about the Antichrist for kids. Yes. Well, th- that's what's so crazy to me is I'm not super familiar with Disney Plus. I borrow my sister's account so we can watch She-Hulk, which we'll get into later. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what's your sister's well, name? DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but I JP. when I first when I first saw the trailer for this, someone had shared it on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, this is one of those Netflix adult cartoons." And now you're reading this article that says it's on Disney Plus. Is does Disney Plus have an adults only feature on? Does it have like a a child safe version? Because as far as I know, Disney Plus is that streaming service that parents put their kids in front of and go, hey, everything on here is safe and fine and wonderful and you can watch all of it. Correct. That's what it that's what it looks like to me. It's like they're like, hey, let's sneak in something that's an entirely yeah. demonic and pornographic on a site that parents trust. They can well, I mean, say you've been paying attention to Disney that's been their whole MO for like yeah. 15 plus years. And if you watch Disney Channel, all of yeah. those shows are now very suggestive, very like, oh, you're 11? Who are you sleeping with? It's like it's all very what the hell. So I'm you're not like, even surprised to see this, frankly. Yeah, they go to the little girl who's playing with trucks. They're like, oh, you like trucks? Oh, we need to go ahead and get you a gender reaffirming surgery now. Yeah, yeah. Disney literally does that. Well, I'll say this: the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Universe had the most egregious one with uh, Doctor Strange too. And I had people argue with me on this that were supposedly on the right, and I'm like, really? Like Christians argue with with me on this? Actually, (laughs) I thought uh, one of the one of the most the whole movie. By the way. The whole movie's disgusting, and I want to I want to talk about why for a second. But like, I remember there's a there's like these quote unquote Christian nerd pages. There's one on Facebook somebody invited me to, and I joined it, and it's the most liberal, disgusting page ever. And they're all defending this. Uh, and I watched this movie, and in the first scene of the movie, Doctor Strange turns water into wine, and then it ends with him being literally infested by demons to to win his final battle in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and beyond a, that, I I. I don't watch our movies. I, I can't handle our violence. Um, I just can't. And they put our level of violence in that movie. 
It's a PG-13 movie in a series made for children. I'm going to go release a demon myself. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Tom. Bye, Tom. Not only that, that whole movie, you know, of course, they had the LGBT uh, plastered right in your face the entire time because the secondary candidate, the supporting actor who was the actress in that movie, had her little LGBT uh, flag pin on her jacket the entire time, even though she was from a different dimension. Mm -hmm. Somehow they still followed the whole LGBT uh, pride stuff. I'm like, huh. It really wasn't a different dimension. She came dimension. from this weird utopian dimension where she had two moms and it never explained it. Like the insinuation seemed to be that they were able to literally birth this person from two women. Yeah. So the movie was super weird, but it's a franchise and people are arguing, oh, it's PG 13. I'm like, the whole Marvel franchise has been marketed, whether it's PG or PG 13, has been marketed for families to take their children to. And that movie was straight up demonic. Uh, it, it was, there was so much wrong with it. They. <laughs> It was it, you see this so much in in storytelling these days where they get the visuals all right and they get the action and they get the special effects, but the stories are so divorced from any type of truth that they they're just awful. Even the parts about Wanda um, doing committing atrocity <laughs> because she's a mom, like yeah. that's. It, it does seem to be demonizing parenthood as well. It, there, everything about <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, yeah the whole movie. My was wife terrible. wanted to watch it, and I cringed when she said she wanted to watch it, I'm like, really? Do we got to watch this? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. You know? And she's like, please don't. I was like, all right, I'll do my best. You know, because I'll, you know, I'm pretty quick on, I'm like, yeah. look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, during the movie. Uh, but uh, just somebody said about, um, about adult swim. I would expect that show to be an adult swim show. I mean, adult swim that comes on at like 10 PM at night. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, you got, Shows like Rick and Morty, which you know are going to be pushing the edge on things like that. And right. it's obviously a cartoon tailored to adults, you know, demand children out there that need to have cartoons. I, and yeah, I'm guilty. I've watched it a couple times. Uh, obviously, I've dropped references in some of our pub streams. Wait, Frank watched watch Little Rick Demon and Morty, a few times? Let's leave. Let's leave. Oh, he's back. That was quick, Canceled. man. Oh, is it just number one, Frank? Oh. <laughs> were, you say, were you saying you watch Rick and Morty or you watch Little Demon? No, Rick and Morty. I know. I was just joking. Oh, yeah. I hate you. I'm <laughs> this is I want to disagree with the Joel Berry tweet. I love Joel Berry. No, no shade to Joel Berry, but he, he was saying I'm surprised. Joel. Joel Berry is the managing editor of the B. And do you uh, know them enough to love them? And you have a husband, yeah. so we should be talking to them. Okay. Different kind of love, Tom. <laughs> anyway, yes, that yeah. I'm surprised that conservatives haven't done more fought back more or taking this so well and i'm i'm not we are in the position that we are in because conservatives have done nothing for decades and decades and i think that's because the conservative spirit is to uphold the status quo and when you get a status quo that is so very corrupt and broken you need more of a not to sound like a fed but like more of a revolutionary spirit more of a shake things up spirit and that's just not what conservatives are and if we're going to get anywhere we kind of have to change and that's interesting you say that abby because conservatives are the first you we talked about the sports thing right we talked about the sports uh these corporate sports entities supporting gender affirming surgeries they absolutely Mm -hmm. hate its fans they hate the people but they know they're not going to give it up they know these these people aren't going to give up their sports they're going to continue to come pay and they're going to continue to push messaging like black lives matter the lgbt xyz agenda uh, mutilating kids they're going to continue to push all of those agendas because they know it's going to push away a third of its viewers 
who identify as conservative or Christian, and they're going to continue to watch it. I, For myself, I haven't watched much professional sports in quite a long time. I think PJ and I were talking about this. Yeah, uh, we were. Yeah, recently. And it's the same thing with entertainment. We always say, hey, we need alternate, alternate entertainment for us, right? Mm -hmm. Almost like a parallel economy. And there are some, you know, um, studios out there that are trying to do that. But then conservatives don't support it. You know, you yeah. have Daily Wire that's trying to break into that uh, business, you know, mm -hmm. cartoons and, and movies and things like that. You have uh, people like Bryson Gray, who's dropping music that's actually you can play in front of your kids and not worry about any type of uh, any type of uh, uh, curse words or violence or anything or, or twerking or whatever. And then you have uh, you have these uh, players that are trying to do that, but then they don't get any support from any conservatives because we continue to go back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe or go right. back to uh, the the little saving cartoons or the <laughs> I twerking. Want, I keep or the telling twerking. Brandon, or I keep telling Bryce, and I'm like, listen, if you had in the Let's Go Brandon just a little bit of twerking, I think double the hits, easy. I want to I want to bring a little bit of hope into this conversation because I feel like there is something good on the horizon as far as that goes, and when I when I grew up, I grew up in a very Christian family, so I grew up watching all of the Christianese stuff from the 90s. And if anybody's familiar with, you know, Carmen and VeggieTales and Bible Man and things like that, which I know VeggieTales. I like Adventures in Odyssey. The radio yeah, show. We, yes. Were we talking about this the other night, Frank, or who was I talking about? about? It was Rob. I was talking about Rob. Rob my wife Allie. just started listening to Adventures in Odyssey with We the listen kids. to it every night before we go to bed. My That's wife what my kids it. do now. Yeah. That's one of the good ones. So I wasn't actually dissing all of it, but there was a lot of really bad uh, like Christian art in the 90s because the message was always first and the art was like not even a, a, an afterthought in a right. lot of these projects. And I, and I don't even mean to attack VeggieTales. VeggieTales, as far as kids' cartoons goes, was actually pretty good. But a lot of the other ones were really bad. And what I'm seeing coming from the left right now is they are so... Uh, they're so obsessed with their own narrative and their narrative, first mm -hmm. of all, just doesn't make any sense. It's just completely, uh, sorry, there's words I can't say. They're, it's just completely ridiculous. And uh, they're, they're putting it first in everything. And, and one of those mm -hmm. things I want to talk about was She-Hulk, but I, I feel like there's, there's going to be people who don't want to return to the Marvel universe. who are going to look at things like the chosen. who are going to look at people like uh, Bryson gray. who are going to look at uh, Joel Berry even wrote a really and, good book this last even, year. Yeah. You know, and even Tim pool with much crap that, you know, he's gotten about his new music and stuff. And we're going to listen to that in a bit um, yeah. here at toward the end of the show. It's okay to still criticize these things, but at the same time, he is trying to create 100%. something. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and, and, that, I, that's, and that, and that itself, I think, should lend support to it because you know tim pool for you know whether you like him or not he seems to have really grown over the years i've been calling following him to where he's you know almost on every issue aligns mm -hmm. with my with my uh, points of view on a lot of things. That's why I don't hate Tim Pool as much as some conservatives do. I think he's mm -hmm. actually legitimately, legitimately trying. And I've said this before. If Tim Pool was the Democrat Party, like the avatar for the Democrat Party, mm -hmm. we would be in a sane country. You know what I mean? Because yeah, he's really admittedly to the left yeah. of us. And if that was like the, you know, the classical liberal was like what we were really fighting and not communists, our country would be able to have those debates in a healthy way. And, you know, I wanted to just plug one more thing real quick, talking about great entertainment that, you know, has a Christian uh, message is the show The Chosen. I don't know if any yeah, of you guys absolutely have love it. it. Me and Steven have done our uh, our breakdowns of, of each episode of the seasons, and that new season starts in October, I believe, season three. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe they have eight seasons planned for this uh, for this show. But it's fantastically done. The art's fantastic. The cinematography is amazing. The music is great. And the acting is is better than you would see in a lot of these things. We call it almost like it was on par of some of those shows like Breaking Bad and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That the production quality was there for that. And I, I love watching our whole family sits down and watches it when the new season, you know, drops and we're, we're excited about every episode. Because these MAGA Republican Christian nationalist evil people that we're supposed to hate actually understand for the first time in my lifetime that the art matters. The mm-hmm. arts yes. matter and that they actually need to make good art. Makes and me I, sad yes. to hear hope- that you're indoctrinating your whole, your whole family, Frank. You just get them all around together and you make them watch these things and they all enjoy it. It sounds cult-like. Yeah. In order, in order for art to be good, it has to be good, as in excellent, like technically excellent, true, and beautiful. And it, it can be good if it's only two of those things, but if it's just one, boring. Wow, Tom. Okay, but I'm going somewhere. You're I right, think though. A, a lot of Christian entertainment. <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> Wow. A lot of Christian entertainment was like, look, we're true. And that should be enough for you. And it, and it wasn't because it, it wasn't. And now the left is doing that. They're like, look, we're true. So that should be enough for you. And they're leaving behind. Um, and and in, the true same, in their own way. Yeah. In the same way, Abby, neither one were true because a lot of the Christian. Yeah. Like, okay. God is not dead. Let me just bring up this. this yes. Of a thank movie. you. God is not dead is not true. The whole idea that um, the worst thing you'll ever face as a Christian is your car doesn't want to start one day, and that's the Christian walk, you know. And like they can't even represent evil for evil because well, we mm-hmm. can't show evil on screen because uh, w- what's um, because representation they is they run uh, all the banks. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> they believe that representation was the same as endorsement. That was the problem with Christian art in the '90s and, and up until recently. So. Yeah, God's not dead. I I didn't hate it. But I didn't love it. It's not good, though. Like, you, you like it for this. Like, a lot of Christians like it because it's like uh, comfort food. It's like mm. it makes you feel good about yourself. But as, as a piece of art, it's not. It's not yeah. very good. I, I, I would prefer watching The Chosen over any of those other things. 100%. The Chosen is right. really good. But what's really bad, and th- like, I'm going to defend m- myself a little bit here. One thing I do for you guys on this show and on Wartime Propaganda is I explore just how awful leftist art is. And that's why I watch things like they slash them, which I <laughs> wish I could have gouged my eyes out instead and we watch things like She-Hulk because we want to tell you just how awful it is and give you guys some hope for how much better our art is becoming. So we watched we watched this. Or wait, what do you got pulled up there? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pull it up yet. Oh, okay. Well, I, the, I, I, well we can I, talk about that. I haven't watched that either. No, no, but, no. Um, I'm trying to get the uh the twerking scene that you guys are about gotcha. to talk about. So Yesterday, or no, two days ago, the third episode of She-Hulk dropped, and me and Abby watched it. What was your first take on this, Abby? I, <laughs> I'm i such a Marvel fan that I, I'm i really trying to like it. Like, I'm trying to give it a fair shot instead of going in. Because I think that there, sometimes you can you can say there's a couple bad scenes and, and vilify the whole thing. He's but, only mean to me when he's drunk. He's fine the rest of the time. That's what you sound like right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. No, it's bad. It's bad. It it's ter- not, it was it's terrible. not good as a superhero genre. It's not good as a law drama genre. So genre-wise, it's not good. The main well, character I, I'm told is it's supposed awful. to be comedy. It's not funny. It, it's, Honestly, it's, do they think any of these attorneys would get anyone off? No. I, I hope not. I mean, that's, what, Tom? That's... 
of a, on a case if it was like a chart. <laughs> oh, okay. Come on, Abby. It's a By Disney the- thing. <laughs> Put your mind out of the gutter, John. Didn't John. we just establish the Disney anyway? Uh, by Good the way, Lord. that's so. Play, you want to play this clip, Frank? We can talk about this. This yeah, is literally the in the it, third episode. But I will, I will hit the uh, thing. You guys can talk about it. So yeah. go ahead. So this is actually in the third episode. It ends after the credits with She-Hulk literally twerking with Megan the Stallion. Uh, and the whole episode seemed to be just a really bad advertisement for Megan the Stallion's terrible music. Yep. There was nothing about this episode. Like when when didn't Tom ask if he thought it was a comedy? Yeah. It's less funny than any of the low tier female comedians I've ever seen. It's not a good Worst it's not good as humor. a law drama. It's not good as an action thing. There was one fight scene in three episodes and they're yeah, short nothing. and bad. No, there's I thought nothing. that was a meme. When I when you showed the just the image of it before I said like wait that's real? Because yeah, I honestly real, thought yeah. that it was a meme. I, I thought it was too. It literally is in the episode. And you could believe it's a meme because all of the CGI looks like PS2. Oh, it, it's so bad. But the thing that gets me about that scene that you don't see in that clip is that her boss is watching her through the glass doors of her office after she has given rants about being catcalled and about how men only want her for her body or whatever it is. She's twerking in her glass doored office in front of her boss. Yeah, and he's just like, cool. Well, yeah, yeah, she wants a promotion, and she's not stupid. She's an attorney. (laughs) (laughs) And and, you know, I I saw some of the uh, the simps on on social media defending this, saying, "Oh, what women can't twerk and still not want to be catcalled? No, they can't twerk and then not also be partner." (laughs) What? Why is the left obsessed? The left, the left are con artists because they will die with the lie, and why? And they're obsessed with the lie that twerking is somehow some deep cultural African uh, r- tradition, it's or not, that it's not. attractive, or that it's, it's attractive. Like the Caribbean dances where they like they scissor on the dance floor. That can't be fun either. Yeah, you go home with bruises. Like that, uh, the the uh, politician in New Jersey who is twerking on the beach upside down. Remember her? Yeah, um, they shoot, I know the, her name. They called the uh, the Snooky. <laughs> the, the worst part about that is just the the birthmark on her leg that makes it look like she had uh, had an accident. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> looks so like some ripping down her it. leg. Yeah. Aww, so speaking of uh, of more on the cultural stuff, uh, we have Tim Pool's new song, and we're going to listen it. to that. We also have Bryson Gray's new song as well. Tom's said that he listened for about 20 seconds or something on Tim Twill's new song. He couldn't get through it, so he decided to actually get through the entire thing tonight. I've never seen either of these. So. All right. Oh, so you, haven't, you haven't? Okay. So, okay, what, so I, what I said was, I, I heard until Tim started singing, and as soon as he hit that first note, I kind of giggled and said, okay, I'll just wait, and that's when I clicked out. So, for all I know, it's great, but all I heard was him hit it, and I thought it was like a is this the meme? Is this a meme? I thought maybe he like had a voice pitch thing, so we're going to all see together. Yeah, so we'll you guys ever two- see... Sorry, I was gonna say, do you guys ever see those memes where they like they'll take a famous musician and they'll put like somebody awful singing over top of them, and it's kind of funny. That yeah, is so we'll have actually two uh, two good reactions from Abby and and Tom, and me and PJ will hold our comments until after Abby and Tom can react. Yeah. All right, we ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. So dramatic. It does take about one hole in it for any It's nice to see Tim with hair. Who is I don't think that's Tim. I was. <laughs> that's Tim without his beanie. That's what it is. 
That's why he wears a beanie because of the, the short Neanderthal forehead. This this has like Lincoln Park vibes to it, so early 2000s. Yeah. Did you think I'd leave you there? Did you think I'd never keep my promise to? It's easy when I'm lying there with you and every night I dream of you. And every night I promise to hold on to the dream I one day wake up next to you. Did you know you left me there, staring at the heartache in my soul? As I fell to pieces Into the one you're leaving for There's only one thing I want you to know Is that I have found my peace here All the different guitars sound kind of confused with yeah, the lyrics. Like, too much dissonance to mix it a little different. Did you think I'd break my promise not today? Like that strum pattern, it's like just get rid of that. Just have to tell The visual is fun. Pause it real quick. Sorry, what were you saying? It's, it's hard for me to hear you guys over. Oh, sorry. Well, I can turn this down too. I just didn't know if we were supposed to talk over it. Well, yeah, just, we, we can talk over it. It's fine. Yeah. So, what were you? You said the dissonance guitars. It sounds like. It sounds confused. Like if you're going to play the guitar or be singing, but like it sounded just a little bit too like they were both fighting. He just needs to mix it different, maybe. Yeah, it, it seems like an old Under Oath album with like less clarity, which is yeah. not good as and far as that, like, I like that he's trying though. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. a well made video. So and far. in that first part where he he was singing and it kind of stopped for a second, I was waiting for like a drop, like a heavy drop with like. And then drums he just stayed up here, and I was like, "Why and don't you have he, something?" But even a backup vocal, something. But then went back yeah. into him singing. I was like, "Oh, that would be a perfect time for a nice little." Drop Did you there. know that I tried? Yeah, right, I go ahead. We're gonna see. It's another day, I break my promise to hold on. It's holding on is harder than I knew. Did you know I left you there, staring at the heartache in your soul? As your heart fell to pieces, into the world you're leaving for. There's only one thing I think you should know, is that now you can rest in peace, dear. Can someone do a well check on Tim? That shit came in way earlier. Way earlier, yeah. You know, isn't hold key pause that for a second? Isn't that a drummer from The Offspring? Yeah, yeah, it is. I feel like he was a little wasted in this video. <laughs> like he should have came in way earlier. That's where the song really loses me. Is that? 
He has no real power in his voice. No, Beaver's better. Carcass is right. So we'll let Abby and yeah, then I'll, I'll save my uh, comments Tom to go ahead and. Uh, so uh, I got a lot of comments. A disclaimer: One time, Tim highlighted one of my tweets on his stream, and he called me dumb. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, what uh, did I just like Tim Pool even more? <laughs> Well, he makes some good points. Did you send that tweet before you ran it by your hubby? That was the problem. The best part is he he misunderstood it, and then he tweeted the same thing like two days later. Oh, it's it amazing. Anyway, so that disclaimer. Well, women can't communicate well. Huh? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I liked a lot of it. I liked almost. So you're right with that. It sounded dissonant, but the dissonance in the music matched the dissonance in the visuals. So I did appreciate that there was like a cohesive thing that was being communicated, um, whether or not it was like musically good, um, which I wouldn't know, but his, the vocal was just, just bad. Just no, yeah. no power or real emotion in it at all. Yeah. It was lacking a little bit of soul, right? Mm -hmm. I thought maybe the mix was off. Like he, if he just mixed his voice up a lot, and had like an echo or a reverberation on it. That way it kind of matched with mm -hmm. the guitar because the guitar mm -hmm. had a lot of reverb and it was being hit when he's mm -hmm. not. So it just kind of felt like he was being drowned out. I was trying to hear the words yeah. and some of them I just couldn't hear. Yeah, the uh, I thought the drum, um, the hook, the, the drop shit came in way earlier in that song um, it, because it just felt like it was just kind of dragging on like, okay, w when is it going to go? <laughs> yeah, so... I, I, a lot of people have attacked him for it sounding like a 2004 song. It does. I Good. I Good. like that. Like a lot of people are dissing. I I'm still I, a I fan like of a lot of the music I, I listen to between I 2004. Like and, yeah, between 2004 to 2012, there's still so much great music that I still listen to. It had kind of uh, Emery vibe. It had uh, some of the bands I used to listen to. So I don't hate that part of it. So I'm coming I out as a fan card. of. The, Sorry, what? Yellow card is what I, I like. Yellow card. Yeah, so kind of yellow card. What? What? The problem to me is that the Frank's one hundred percent right. That drum fill came in way too late. It needed to drop a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. And then it just had one thing. It was just this is the same verse chorus thing, and it did it like three or four times. It got a little bit progressively harder. But the two, the, the main issue that I had with it was I'm not a huge fan of the vocals, and the vocals were like. The second time, this is my second time listening to it. I was kind of like, okay, his singing is not as bad as I had thought the first time. Yeah, like I can get, here. I can get around it. But when he came into the the harsh vocal aspect of it, he just like half-assed it like so hard. And as a former vocalist of a metal band, like I know like what he should have done there. And it's just like hearing it 
really, really drives me nuts. So I'm like, I'm listening to someone who doesn't know how to do harsh vocals, who doesn't know how to do that type of stuff, mm-hmm. trying to do that like half-assed kind of like yelly it, scream thing. And it I give him all didn't the sound crap. committed to it. It sounded like yeah. a falsetto scream. That's exactly yes. what it was. He didn't commit. So if he would have committed on that vocal part, the, it would have punched much harder. It would have sounded much better. And it needed a, it needed a bridge. It needed something. Because by the end of the song, it's kind of like catchy a little bit and it kind of gets in your head, but the vocals just ruin it. Like so the fact that it's missing it, so much and it doesn't I, have the good vocals at the end is what really I, killed it. I give him all the credit in attempting to do this and trying to yeah. impact culture through mm-hmm. through you know music because it's such a uh, great gateway uh, with yeah. ideas and messaging to use music. And if he's able to pull that off, you mm-hmm. know he's he's able to reach that that genre of people that listen to that type of music that you know we we mentioned Yellow Card, Lincoln Park, maybe not so much Lincoln Park. But that's in that same time era, though, um, mm-hmm. and and really kind of draw those people in to the type of music he's more, putting in. So more like Emery or Sayasin or one of those types of bands, right? Uh, yeah, and and I, you know, uh, the production quality is there for sure. Give him all the credit mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and, and I, I thought any, the video criticism we have is like us going like, hey, well, yeah, yeah. so like that. There's yeah. nothing you know to be. T- he's not going to take this personally at all. No, like I'm not. I don't even want to like t- totally tear it apart because it wasn't terrible. It was like it, mm-hmm. it, for a first. I, I I applaud him for trying, and I think yeah. that the music was pretty good. He's a recording artist, which he is not. Right. Right. Until and now, it, I guess. Yeah, like one of the one of the things I said kind of jokingly about this early on is, is like it feels like someone who is famous for something else thinking they're really good at another thing because they're famous mm-hmm. for one thing. It's like when YouTubers start dropping their rap albums. <laughs> yes. I yes. think it's really interesting because when when you're a kid, you think, you know, I want what the desire in your heart is to have a voice and and for people to like hear you, right? But you think that the only way to that is through being a famous musician. Like, this is how I was. I was like, I want to be a famous musician. Like, I'm not that good. So, but what I really wanted was to be heard. And I wonder if he's just like fulfilling a dream he's had for a long time. And I mean, good for him. That makes so much more sense. If you think like, if you ask kids right now, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I think the biggest one, like the biggest plurality is influencer or online streamer slash gamer. And mm-hmm. I think if you asked kids 20 to 25 years ago, they'd say Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, 100%. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. Like they just want yeah. to be seen, heard, and then they can choose what to do with that platform. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to say like this, this blends two of the ideas that we've talked about a lot. And one of them we talked about in this episode. And that is when, when you're talking about people like Tim or like, uh, they Alex could Jones, happen, real truth cactus. I want to see a meme of us, our faces on a rap now. Can we get an NWA style uh, a meme of the of the cast? That would be great. Um, what I was <laughs> what I was gonna say is I I have to applaud Tim Pool for giving the drummer of the Offspring a job, a chance to go out there and make music again. So yeah. like on yeah. one hand I love it, and on the yeah, other because, hand, sorry, go, go ahead, ahead, Frank. I was just gonna say because you know the Offspring was such an anti-establishment type of band coming out, and then they mm. were all okay with you know letting the boot of uh, Big Pharma. Tell them that everybody had to get a jab, and their uh, their drummer was like, "Dude, I don't want to get it. Well, you're out of here since you're not following line." You know what's yeah. funny about that? You said the the offspring was very anti-establishment. I 100% agree. But you know what else people say that's wrong? People say that w- w- uh, Rage Against the Machine was ever anti-establishment. That's the biggest lie ever. They've been communists from the beginning. Like they're they're all about we want our establishment. So now that the the communists are taking over America and Rage Against the Machine is like standing up for them, people are like I thought these guys were, uh, you know, you know they were uh, anti-establishment people, and it's like no, they're communists. Yeah, 
<laughs> Idiot. They're okay with the new government that's, that yeah, we're getting. <laughs> they're totally cool. This is what they've always wanted. Listen to their music. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, the other thing I was going to say on this is I, I want to see Tim Pool do better. I want him to see him surround himself with other better musicians and to make good music because mm-hmm. like we were saying with the Christian music, you have to make good art. It's not enough to have the right message. It's not enough to be... Um, the right person doing the thing. You have to actually put some put some in, mm-hmm. into it. And you know, as far as like Tim Pool's not a a recording artist, so I'm gonna like mm-hmm. cut him some slack there. It wasn't yeah. terrible. It wasn't entirely. Yeah, terrible. for putting oh, no, yourself out there, it was yeah. For, yeah. for all of the different like things we're picking out, I mean, that's what I would look at. Oh, I didn't like this. I didn't like this. Right. I didn't like that. That said, everything else was awesome. And to to that point, he is not a recording artist. He's just mm-hmm. a guy who's got resources, and I like that he's using them this way. Yeah, I would love to see a, a collaboration between Bryson Gray and Tim Pool. And speaking of Bryson Gray, we have his new uh, album here or his new song. So we're going to go take a look, listen to this, and and then we can go ahead and talk about it afterwards. Here, should we? Should we hold on real quick? Should we do what uh, Cactus just asked us so we can get this meme going? Faces. Should we go full screen again, real quick? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What's a Let's rapper face? I don't know. <laughs> I can't pose. Hopefully she got that. Someone's going to screenshot that now. We're going to see it all over the place. <laughs> Bryce's new song, My Steak is Well Done. <laughs> <laughs> if Tim had just shared the spotlight with one vocalist that was stronger than him, it wouldn't have been, a, it would have been great. It would have been a better song. It needed the girl a was not a in the things, video, but, yeah. but was yeah. singing many more hits. So... All right, you guys ready for this one? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and do it. Let's go. <clears throat> I went down. Frank, can you go theater mode? They don't want me realist, no cap. And I keep it on me, don't last. On a narrow road, no map. I just let Jesus take the wheel. They know I'm about that life for real. Tell my house they better chill. They know I keep that not concealed. But I still don't need to deal. They don't want to realist, no cap. And I keep it on me, don't blast. On a narrow road, no map. I just let Jesus take the wheel. They know I'm about that life for real. Tell my house they better chill. They know I keep that knock and seal. Yelling, I don't need a deal. Everybody throwing shots, but they still can't stop me. I just look up in the sky, and I know we got me. Tell the fake ones they can't kick it, boy, this ain't karate. And they say I got the wave, now this a tsunami. Wait, boy, I got clips like I made it in movies. Do what I want, but I ain't Lil Uzi. They send it dress, but they do nothing to me. I got haters, but they all love me like Lucy. Rappers be dissing, but I know they goofy. Ask them I'm strapping, I just tell them truly. I got guns you see on the Call of Duty. I kill my old self and Christ brought out a new me. I kill my old self and Christ brought out a new me, yeah. Uh. I kill my old self and Christ brought out a new me, yeah. Uh. Mm. I kill my old self and Christ brought out a new me, uh. I'm feeling extra critical, I guess, today. Stop. They don't yeah. want to release no cap. <laughs> uh, and I keep it on me, don't play. On a narrow road, no map. I just let Jesus take the wheel. They know I'm not that life for real. Tell my house they better chill. They know I keep that knock and seal. But I still don't need to They don't want to really no cap. And I keep it on me, don't blast. On a narrow road, no map. 
I just let Jesus take the wheel. They know I'm about that life for real. Tell my heart stay better chill. They know I keep that knock and seal. Yelling, yeah, I don't need a deal. Hey. Thank y'all so much for watching the You're Jesus welcome. Hate the Wheel. There we are. All right. Who wants to take this first? Because I know me and Tom both have stuff to say. <laughs> I was twerking the whole time. I don't know if you guys could see it. But... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Anybody want to jump in there? So on one hand, like I, I love Bryson, one of our one of my favorite guests we've ever had on this show. And it's not technically bad. It's good. Technically. My problem with it is that and I've pointed this out to my friends, to my brother, who's really big into this, into a lot of the rap that, that is out now. Your brother or like your brother? My my brother, my younger brother. And uh, like your, like is younger yeah, brother? Or not my brother. brother. Okay. I don't know. Hey, you're, you're in, you're in yeah. Michigan. You're closer yeah. to Detroit than I am. Yeah, it's true. So um, <laughs> is that it's the same song. Like all the rappers do the same song at least once. And this is that song. So like if you listen to every major rap artist in the last five years, they all have this exact same cadence to the song, which is mm-hmm. exactly what he did in this one. So, like, technically, it's good. It's just like I don't know why. I do not understand why every single rapper does the exact same song with different mm-hmm. lyrics. And this was just that. It was good. He did a good job at it. And I'm not a huge fan of the auto tune, but it was the same song. I wanted. I liked it. I liked it, but I wanted a little bit more of my chest in it. I don't know how to even say that, but it was just. Probably just send it to him and he'd figure it, it didn't out from there. Quite just hit, but <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> this this chat's getting out of hand. Waffle Salter, thanks for the round, but twerk pose fund? fund. I'm no She Hulk, okay? You wish you were She Hulk. <sighs> yeah, that's that's my dream. Uh, be a, to be a less to be a less interesting version of an actually decent superhero. Sorry, Abby. So you just meant like your heart in it? Is that what you were trying to say? <laughs> oh my god, you guys! No, you know how like music gets into your chest, like when it's when it's really good. It like yeah, it's yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. it didn't. Yeah, it was up here. So you it, weren't it feeling it. In here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, but more than feelings, I mean, like when the music. I get it. Yeah. No, I get Thank what you're you, saying. Okay. Same words until we get it. So of the two <laughs> songs that we just listened to, which one do you feel like had more soul into it? Do you just think that maybe Bryson was just going through the motions on that one? I, that, that's I do. And I love like Bryson. I love Bryson, but I do. I feel like he was going through the motions on. I think lyrically it was good. I think like technically yeah. it was good, but it felt like the same song that every rapper's put out in the last five years. I'm not trying to diss Bryson. He puts out a lot of different stuff. Some of it's better than others. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's my least favorite of his stuff. That's all. Okay. And I think Tim had a lot of emotion that was communicated in, in the dissonance of everything, but where, he didn't have the confidence in his vocals. That's I was going to say. That's where Tim lost it emotionally was that he didn't go full bore when the, when the tempo picked up. And if he would have yeah. done that, it would have been a better song. I believe that he believed it. I just, he didn't. He, right. Right. Yeah. I'll give yeah. Bryson the credit that he's spitting a ton of different music out. Like 100%. He's yeah. more than like one a week right now. Yeah, he um, is doing And that maybe week. that is the reason that it feels like he maybe not mailed it in, but like, you know, did put extra we, postage on this one. <laughs> I've recorded I've recorded albums too. And when you, there's always one song where you're like, yeah, it was an album filler. And it's just like, I've had those songs. I'm not yeah, Every JK Rowling has a Goblet of Fire, you know? <laughs> hey, I love the Goblet of Fire. Hey, I I've never read a Harry too. Potter How book. How dare nerd. you? Hey, start an argument with a Harry Potter reference. Go. How dare you? What house do you, Tom? 
What? He's what I'm, in, house are I'm you? in my house. <laughs> He's littered. I'm not <laughs> Am I the only one that feels like Harry he Potter pro- has he- the most toxic fan base of any? That's why I said probably just Hufflepuff. Say any reference and start an argument. Go. I don't know what that means. It's pretty bad. You're right. <clears throat> I don't even hate Harry Potter. I just hate the fan base. <laughs> I get told, "Oh, you know who you look like is Harry Potter." Most places we go. Does your really? wife make you, you sleep you under you the hate, stairs? Do you hate the uh, sport Quidditch? PJ, do you hate their sport? I do. I made a whole video about how I hate the sport Quidditch. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Have you not seen it? No. Well, just to give a little bit of tech context here, there was uh, a Quidditch league that changed their name because they said, well, that's referencing J.K. Rowling, and I just made so much fun of them because I'm like, Quidditch isn't – you don't play Quidditch. None of you have ever played Quidditch. You're you're running around in a field playing some bad version of – of um, what am I trying to think of? The lacrosse. You're playing some shitty lacrosse. version of lacrosse, it, cosplaying. You're a bunch of nerds, and it's the only reason pony. you're doing this is because of J.K. Rowling's books, and you're gonna cut her out of it and change the name. Like, screw you. So true, PJ. Go oh, off, King. Sorry. They were you so serious about. It. <laughs> oh my gosh. You say that, but when I have my hair down. I, I surprise you. Uh, so you look like Goblet of Fire, Harry Potter, dead. <laughs> there we go. With the long hair, hates, so much. The left hates J.K. Rowling so much. My sister is is thinking about quitting her Twitter. She's in like the book sphere of Twitter. She says it's so toxic against everything that J.K. Rowling does that she can't be in it. And when I was in that space uh, a little over a year ago, almost two years ago now, I had people who would unfollow me because I followed J.K. Rowling. Wow. Just that. Nothing I say, so I say when, we, when we eventually schedule our meetup, we will play a round of Quidditch. And don't see PJ <laughs> with his little room between his legs as he's trying to throw the ball into the hoops. Do I get to be the snitch? You guys want to hear? You know what? I'll, I'll embarrass myself. Another thing a that. Fed would say, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as you know that snitches get stitches. Keep in um, count. Are you threatening me? I feel so unsafe on this stream. You can't talk about the FBI like that, PJ. Yeah. (laughs) They're victims now, don't you know? I have a personal grudge. I have a personal grudge against backyard Quidditch because I played it once because I was trying to impress <laughs> a girl I wanted to date. That's so. why. <laughs> That's why he hates it. <laughs> the real reason comes out. So the out. truth comes out. Here it's we so have so a self-loathing I was, Quidditcher. I was nineteen. He's yeah. a beater, wasn't it? You were a beater, weren't you? You were a backyard beater. <laughs> no comment. I knew no it. Comment. Dream has two been bludgers. So dirty we tonight. Back there, worked in two bludgers at once. <laughs> Uh, wow so you know i was trying i was trying to make a smooth transition to a story that i saw about jk rowling earlier and i can't find it now oh sure because we found out about your uh back door hobby your backyard <laughs> hobby of going out there and playing quidditch <laughs> well I- i'll try to find this story here it is here it is from npr J- uh let me let me put this on screen real quick uh jk rowling's new book about a transphobe who faces ra- uh Faces wrath online, raises eyebrows. So apparently, J.K. Rowling's doubling down, and in her new book, there is uh, a, someone who's murdered by a bunch of trannies, and uh, like people are very upset about it. That's awesome. And I'm like, this seems like almost autobiographical <laughs> at this point. 
<laughs> so I, I just find new reasons to kind of like J.K. Rowling all the time. I heard that book was just about bullying. Like I think I think oh, the headline is she really is coming around. Yes. <laughs> That is the greatest rap album I've ever seen. We love it. We love it. And I can't wait till the single drops. It's actually proportional, too. Yeah. She, she's good. Cactus yeah. Is, yeah, that's on the fly, good. too. I'm sure she'll have something later in the week for it as well. <laughs> that was amazing, Cactus. Thank you. Uh, that needs to go on our community post. Uh, yeah. On our channel. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The only, the only thing that really gets to me is that guy in the front's doing white face, and that's really offensive. <laughs> uh, oh. Beat it. This is cheers to the dirtiest stream I've ever Cheers, Ocean Breathes Salty. We have to compete with Trump's speech, so we, you know, we we're just pulling out all the stuff. Yeah, tonight. you know, Tom's first day back, and he's already, you know, just taking us right to the gutter. Yeah, I'm starting to feel a little punchy. <laughs> he learned yeah, some new I'm tricks definitely... in Mexico. Took him right. I'm settling in. Yeah, Shook threw him back across the wall. <laughs> what else the, we got? What else we got to talk about? Ten feet higher. Ever he, since DJ has his daycare story. My daycare? No, it's Frank's daycare story. I was no, going to okay. also have a Tamagotchi story. So the Tamagotchi. That, yeah, pull that one up. We got about oh yeah, we got like a minute or two. What time? Oh wow! Yeah, we're almost at last call. So make sure to get in your uh, your uh, super chats, and we'll, we'll handle them. I didn't realize time flew by that fast. So uh, this this article comes from uh, CoinQ.com, and it's uh, Tamagotchi kids raising virtual babies in the metaverse. It says Tamagotchi kids, also known as the generation of Tamagotchi, is a term for Catriona Campbell, the leading AI expert, to talk about virtual babies. She writes in the book. Virtual babies can be a big step forward for us at this time. But in the next 50 years, the technology will be so advanced that babies that exist in the metaverse are no different than real-life babies. So if, if everything this? wasn't fake enough... What, Abby? I said, how do people write this? Maybe she how knows something we not, don't. Maybe do she knows that in the future writing? we won't even be real. They, they write this because they don't believe in the human soul. That's what it comes down mm -hmm. to. They they say that they can be born in the wrong body. So they have this like weird spiritual belief in in that sense. As far as you can be like some kind but of they transgender don't have a spiritual belief. Transhumanism, I think, is what yeah. what it, is being called. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So they 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 look at babies in the womb as literal, just as just sacks of meat. They look at us all as sacks of meat. They look at Fuel. themselves as sacks of meat. Not just so that. when they say, Fuel. hey, you know what's easier is a sack Fuel. of code. That's that's less messy than a, than a sack of meat without a soul, which is what they believe that real babies are. So it's it's not that far of a stretch for these people. There's a sack of meat right there with a bunch yeah. of different ways to skin it. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, dare you! It's a saying. There is more than one way to skin a cat, Abby. I've been told. Well, how dare not, you? Not speaking from experience, <laughs> or at least I'll say I'm not. No, the last American Pubcast is not. Uh, the channel it's not monetized because we don't we haven't reached reached a threshold for it to be monetized yet. So yeah, you guys have to watch way more if you want us to make money. Come on. <laughs> oh, now you're sounding like a normal streamer girl. Yeah. The shot of the camera. She she did pull an alinity a few weeks ago and threw her cat over her shoulder. So she's uh, what? She, is anybody else familiar with that story? Is it just me, alinity, the What's Twitch streamer? Oh, it's a person. Alinity was a twi Twitch streamer that had a cat on her shoulder. And she like pushed it off, 
and it you know jumped on the floor and Twitch threw an outrage and said she was abusing her animals and like they threw wow. a big fit and Twitch like suspended her for a while and then she came back or something. I don't know. Not the first have time a streamer cats? has abused their cat, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, have they have ever they, met cats? You could drop yeah. a cat off the roof and it'll land on its feet and be fine. Well, when you guys said I threw no. boots, he was like clawing at me to get yeah. out of my arm. Well, the reason I said it is because it was exactly like the Alinity clip that I watched that people were yeah. outraged over and it was the exact same thing. Well, we have reached last call, everyone, and that means we get to read through the Super Chats and a couple of the comments I highlighted that I thought was interesting that we would answer that were questions. Uh, well, <laughs> let's get this one real quick. Why are lefties even interested in virtual babies? They have, they have a, women have a, de- a desire they yeah. can't get rid of to have children. Men and too, try- yeah. Yeah, they, they want to deny it, but it's the truth. So that they're going to find a way to replace it somehow because they've been told that having children is bad for the climate gods. So That's let's go ahead. Short answer. Cat oil fund. Would that one just come in? Yep, that just came yeah. in. Thank you, Waffle Salter. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, oil's expensive, you guys. <laughs> Seed oil is getting more expensive. I hear they're. So this was uh, from Ocean Breeze Salty. She said, just beat it and cheers. So thank you so much for that one. Thank you. Such a dirty stream. And a waffle Salter earlier said, uh, twerk pose fun. <laughs> uh, this one was from Gotta Sean. Gotta buy me dinner first. Go ahead. <laughs> this Sorry. one was from Sean. It says, is this uh, going to be a weekly channel? It's just showed up in my YouTube feed. Yeah, we yes. are a weekly stream every Saturday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Time, runs through 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and we do post clips throughout the week from the live stream for uh, from some of the segments that we covered throughout the show. And if this yep. is your first time watching, then here's a little pro con: I will also be on it every other week following. Again, I won't take that much time off in the f- in the future. You have to just deal with the con that is. So we'll Abby until further notice. So right, yeah. So <laughs> weigh weigh your options before you hit that subscribe button. Just saying. <laughs> uh, this one was from uh, Ripcord earlier tonight. So thank you, Ripcord. Thank you, Ripcord. Uh, Waffle Salter was earlier here. So definitely need a drink now. Thanks. Uh, Flying Eagle, Hollywood is a lie. Yes, absolutely. Facts. Facts. Uh, this one from Walter Salter says, here's to uh, Mr. Uh, Pedo Hitler. <laughs> yeah, intro- uh, introduction to the history books being remembered as the worst POTUS ever. Frank, yeah. I know you're trying to avoid getting in trouble by saying it, but I think if you don't enunciate it, they're going to maybe hear it as Heil. Ah. And then oh, the word, be so you better worse. be like, Pedo Hitler. Like, really <laughs> hit those can I, consonants. Can I say something about that last that last uh, thing real quick? Is I saw Steven Crowder tweet out yesterday that uh, Joe Biden is almost past, um, why can't I think of his name, before Reagan. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is the worst president. I'm looking, I'm reading this tweet, I'm like, what? Like, almost? I don't know. Anyway, so that was a bad tweet. Crowder wants uh, to sound like he knows a lot more about history. I think than he does. Yeah. Waffle Salter earlier said, cheers all. Congrats on the marriage to Air America Floats. Got my permit ban on Twatters yesterday. Immediately following a previous ban reinstatement, I'll try to spread the word on locals, Gab, and Truth. Thank how you, Waffle it, Salter. How does that rate feel, Tom? It's heavy. <laughs> it's three times heavier than gold. Uh, Flying Eagle, again, with the earlier uh, one. And then this one from Flying Eagle again. One more for all of you rockers out there. Uh, this one here, Flying Eagle. Thanks to all the youngsters for being the truth seekers. Uh, Ocean Breeze Salty said, Sangria tonight. Cheers. There we go. And, of course, Mr. Holes said the FBI planted evidence and got caught laughing my butt off. There we go. 
<laughs> Bond doesn't start with A, Frank. <laughs> oh, it's the goodness. neo pronoun for butt. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. Oh, uh, so yeah, there are fantastic sensors out here. <laughs> Another fantastic night tonight uh, that we got to uh, enjoy uh, having Tom back and, of course, uh, Abby and PJ and myself. I'm glad that we're all here. Next week, we do have a uh, a guest coming in. You guys might know him. His name is Drone Tech. He goes by Fake News Critic on Twitter, and he'll be joining us on next Saturday's podcast. I think along with someone else as well, but I'm trying to get that one worked out. Uh, Mr. Bass Producer is working hard to try to get all these put together. Yeah, our bass producer is working his butt off. So <laughs> thank you, Frank. I love how Bass Producer decided that he was based. No, I mean he wasn't. He's not here, obviously, so I can roast him. But obviously yeah. not. No, not not we at all. We should do a roast to Bass Producer at some point. Yeah, I like Bass it. Producer's Bass. Uh, you can't. You can't roast him. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even know if it's a him. It could be a her. Could be a her. Could be a wow. her. Not me. Obviously. Did you just assume Bass Producer's gender, Abby? Put your chest in it, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Get if me anyone at home doesn't know what's going on, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Talking about based, I'm going to be going to based con in a few days, so uh, that's going to be that's going to be a shop report there. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will meet the base producer there. Uh, we're gonna, we're, I'll, I'll be reporting back to you guys on what based con is like. So. Yeah, great pubcast, Tom, PJ, and Abby. And Wheatnut says, I thought the cat was the producer. No, the cat's the fact checker. Cat is the fact checker. And then we, we had to fire Basebot 3 because he only wants to talk about cars and not do his damn job. <laughs> Have you talked to Basebot recently? Yes, every time it's the cars. Every time. I can't get him to talk about anything else. I don't know. Maybe, maybe gonna, we need some, maybe he needs a different handler is what it is. I think it's a you thing, PJ. <laughs> He, he talked to Abby. I don't know why he just wants to talk to you about cars. <laughs> yeah, he told me he was he was thinking about quitting Facebook. <laughs> and because because Facebook to work on cars? To work on <laughs> probably, cars? Probably. Probably. He was like, I don't want to work for a company that censors so much. Waffle Sauce says, what is BaseCon? BaseCon is a sci-fi fantasy convention in Michigan uh, for based people, I guess. Uh, <laughs> sounds it's terrible. It's a con. It's a convention, so, but they're calling themselves based. Yeah. Right? That's it, it sounds like Basically, a false flag FBI. It sounds event. cool. It, it's probably put on by the <laughs> FBI. Is, Abby. So if careful. I get arrested for walking around uh, the Muskegon Convention Center next week after You're being going, let PJ's in. going to go meet please. his handler. He if, just doesn't if, know it. <laughs> if somebody comes up to you, PJ, asking you about what you think about kidnapping political people, you know, may, yeah. may want to walk away from those conversations. Yeah, I think anybody wearing uh, cargo shorts and uh, some Oakleys wanting to talk to me about Gretchen Whitmer is just going to get ignored. So When I walk in in sunglasses and an earpiece and a gun, just don't act like you were surprised, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretend you don't know me, too. That's just her uh, her outfit for the con. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, oh, three. thank you. Thank you, three-quarters high. Based. Based. Super yes, based. Very based. All right. Well, we are at that time. Do we want to show the trailer? Because we have the trailer that we have queued up as yeah. well. Do we show the yeah, let's show then, people the trailer. I think it was fun. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to uh, show you the trailer that PJ put together for the channel. And you've probably been seeing on the end of all my videos that I've been putting out the last couple of days trying to hype up the uh, this uh, this live stream. So 
uh, we'll let you guys watch it in real time, and then we'll go ahead and head into the end credits. So hope you guys all have a good night. Don't get stuck with the tab because we're about to head out of here. So make sure you're out the door before the uh, before the closed side airs. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the Last American Pubcast official trailer. I feel like one of those uh, hooks is going to come and just... <laughs> he's not my favorite person, but he's still better than <laughs> Adam Schiff, he's got the weakest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. Adam Pencil Neck Schiff. If the party of guns actually committed a planned insurrection... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> the uh, FBI now has some panties, I'm sure they're trying to... Uh, Investigate. I swear yeah. these people try to give me as drunk as fast as possible. <laughs> like, off, it would have been us laughing about it because, it, you know, it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, but that's all it would have been. Yeah, they just shot themselves in the back of the head twice. <laughs> and, yeah, and they were wearing a shirt that says Vince Foster was here. The pub owner is going to make us leave if you keep this up, man. <laughs> this is a family place. <laughs>